back. Welcome back to another episode of The Stupidest Podcast with your hosts, Justin Rademacher and the other guy, the the beautiful, the the slightly less bearded, but yeah, he, he actually looks pretty pretty good, ladies. I'm I'm just saying if if you're looking for anybody, there's your guy right there. Um <laughs> What's his name again? I can't remember his name. It's Justin Vandervander. What's up, guys? How you been? Nah, I've been okay. How about you? Dude, I'm doing Oh, you're talking good. to them? I'm oh, talking to them, but I'm, I'm talking to you, too. You know I miss okay, you. Okay. You know I love you. Yeah, I miss you. I love you, too. I, I miss and love everybody listening, too. Um, I might not know you, but I, I still love you from a distance. It's going to be an exciting night. Yeah, no, this is going to be a, a really good night. This is something that we have not done before. Yeah, so this is a little different. A yeah. So, what's new? Yeah, wanna... Before we get into it, what, what's new? What, what have you been up to? I, um, I've just been uh, doing a little more. Obviously, I've been playing a little disc golf. I was actually <laughs> supposed to have a tournament today, but unfortunately, the weather did not uh, allow me to partake in the tournament. But I did still play a little bit here at home. I actually played really well, which is really nice. Good. Um, just got some new discs in. Oh, what'd so you get? I'm actually... Yeah, dude, I got seven more discs. Nice. I know, and I already have a lot of discs. So jelly I, over here, jelly big time. Dude, well, I'm trying to replace discs now. Um, I'm I'm really leaning towards MVP and Axiom discs, and nice. they just seem to to work really well for me. Um, I really like Latitude sixty four discs too. They've been really working well for me, and so I'm trying to like kind of have my bag more towards those companies and so i got a few more discs i got what did i get i got a, a virus um and uh orbit i got uh, a couple catalysts i got a few other ones i can't remember the exact names right now off the top of my head but um yeah i got a chance to throw oh uh, an envy that was a huge one for me um that's just a it's a throwing putter for me, which has actually helped a lot. It worked really well today. Nice. So, but yeah, no, it's working really well. I'm going to get my bag put together here shortly to, with my new discs and mix them in and stuff. But Sweet. Yeah. Other than that, just kind of working and did some more comedy. So I, I'm back at the open mics again on Thursday nights, hanging out with the, the crew there at, at uh, Dublin's on, up in Duluth. So Nice, nice. Yeah. Shout out to them if any of them are listening. I hope so. Yeah. Dude, I got to get out. I got to I gotta do some open mics with you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, there's actually a few of us talking about doing some open mics down in the cities again. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, hit um, me up. I did get invited um, when I did that competition. I got invited to do one um, Sunday nights. Actually, one of the comedians hosts one down in the cities, and she invited me to come down and hang out and do her open mic, so... Nice. Where's that at? Um, I can't remember off the top of my head. It is. Yeah, I don't even want to guess. Um, I don't want to say the wrong information, but uh, I'll look it up and I'll, I'll give a shout out one of the next episodes. Yeah, from now on, uh, we'll start posting when we go do open mics. We'll yeah, put, we'll put it on the that page. Way, if you guys want to come, come check us out. You can. Well, if you ever want to check me out, I'll be at Dublin's every Thursday night in Duluth. Almost so. every Thursday. Almost every Thursday, yeah. I might not be there the Thursday that you go, so I, I apologize if I don't make it. But yeah, that's, that's what I've been up to. What have you been up to? 
Dude, we're getting works kicking off for spring cleanups and all that. We're getting all the summer gear out, getting all that ready to go. Um, what else That's is exciting. new? Bowling's wrapped up. We just had our first night of golf. Ooh, how'd that go? Dude, I played really well. It looked like I was freaking mid-season. Really? Yeah, I shot a... Well, we play nine holes in league, so I, I shot a 44, which isn't great, but I had a nine on the card, so... I'm pretty happy with a 44 with a 9. Yeah, that's not bad at all. You must have stepped up your game. On the other holes. Dude, I was driving the ball phenomenal. I was, was it like, what was what was the issue on the, the the one that you got a 9 on? Um, I lost two balls. Oh, that that's rough. So I my like I said my driving was phenomenal and uh I overshot the hole. Oh, yeah, wow. I, sh I shot the green. Like, it went over the green and into the woods on my drive. And I was like, oh, great. So I drop, and then I go to chip, and my chip, I scalded my chip, and that went across the green and into the woods again. So I had to drop another one. Dude, you got to yeah. get out of the gym. Dude, chip it. My, chip, <laughs> my chipping last, if my chipping would have been good, I would have probably been right around scratch. But my chipping was terrible. Oh, damn. But other than that, dude, I, I was really happy with the way I played. Sweet. Yeah, I mean, you can't let one hole affect how your whole day went. Because I actually, I did the same thing when I was disc golfing today. Yeah. I, I had a phenomenal round, but I had a double. And I was trying just not to let that get to me and ended up doing okay. So. Yeah. Yeah, if you let it affect you, then it affects you for the next couple of holes, and your whole round's pretty much shot. So you just got to let it go. Yeah, you just got to leave that hole in the past and just move on. Yep. Um, what else is new? Um, getting ready for Gracie's birthday. That's coming up. There you go. Uh, Have any special plans for that? I think we're going bowling. Nice. That'll be fun. Yeah, a little bowling birthday. Mm-hmm. So... So do you, on the, on those days, do you like play like you're like trying to win the championship, or do you kind of? I don't even bowl. Oh, I got gotcha. you. I'm t I'm too busy watching the kids. <laughs> okay. So. Yeah, running the party basically. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And then uh, getting over a cold, you could probably still hear it in my voice a little bit. Mm, that's always yeah. That's not fun. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. So. Other than At least that, you're getting over it and not just getting it. You yeah, know? yeah. I'm on the I'm on the back side of the hill, so hopefully within the next day or two it'll be completely gone. So sweet. There you go. Not uh I haven't been doing much stand up. Um hopefully get back out there here shortly. Um been writing a lot though. Been writing a lot. That's good. That's as long as you never stop writing, I yeah. think you you're gonna be okay. Because, I mean once you get back on stage it it is tough to get back on stage like for the first time in a while um it's it feels way different but then once you do it a few times then you're back in it and yeah back in the groove go. yeah so other than that yeah not much um, same old same Sweet. old man living the dream you know yeah exactly well i mean you gotta just keep having fun the, the best you can and Obviously, we got a chance to to record this episode not too long ago, so I'm I'm excited to, to share this one with everybody. Yeah, this one's a little different. We did. Uh, yeah, what's what's so different about this one? 
We uh we got back with the girls from Bewitch Banter. Bewitch Banter is back on the the show. So we actually this is our first ever repeat guest. Yeah, and it's not really a repeat. I mean, it is a repeat guest, but we went because they didn't release the last po- podcast onto theirs. So we went and we joined theirs, and we we're like, well, we're just going to share it on our our podcast as well. Yep, exactly. And so we we actually did it in a different style than you guys are used to. So we actually yeah. did the Bewitched Banter style podcast. Yeah, we followed their their platform. Yeah, so you guys are actually going to be listening to two separate halves in this episode. There's actually this was split into two episodes. They usually release on Tuesday and on Thursday. So they are actually I believe releasing the, this episode this week as well um again just the first half is going to be tuesday second half on thursday but we're releasing it all at once yeah so you get to listen to it a little bit uh prior obviously um we want to have you guys listen to their podcast as well so if you guys are ever interested in in listening to that stuff it it's a great great show they 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 know what they're doing they do a lot of research and it's just really good information, and it's just fun to listen to them. Yeah, it was a lot of fun to do, too. Yeah, for sure. Like, we had to do research on this. Yeah, we, we did all the homework, pretty much. Yeah, we had stories. Um, that's going to be in the second half that you guys will hear. Um, but we had to get stories ready for this particular podcast because we ended up having the, the theme for this podcast and their their episode was prison romances. And so we had to look up a prison romance and talk about the story and go from there. Yep. And I, I like this. To be honest, I think our jokes came out a little easier doing it this style. It was, yeah. And it was it was interesting because we were able to um, work with the, the girls, obviously. So there was four of us. And we just really melded well together and were able to work off each other really well, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely fun. So right, yeah, so this this first half that you guys are going to be listening to, you're actually going to be listening to the history of prison romances, and so this is actually their research. They did all the research on this half. Yeah, but it's 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 the, really it's, the, it's the history and the psych the the psych behind the prison yeah, they, romance. Yeah, it gets into yeah the psyche of like what everybody's mindset is in something like yeah. this like because it obviously doesn't happen all the time but when it does they delve like they dived into like what it's like in that kind of a situation yeah they dive into the psyche on how somebody can actually do this yep so it's it's pretty interesting it's actually really good it's a good listen and i'm excited oh, yeah. to hear how their edit compares to ours Oh, yeah. I'm going to be listening to both of them just to kind of see the differences. I think it's going to be interesting to see the the editing techniques. I think it's going to be night and day. Oh, for sure. It's going to be fun. Oh, yeah, for sure. So so I think uh, should we just get into the, the first half and learn about the psyche and the history of prison romances? Yeah, I think let's get into it. Sweet. So Enjoy, guys. No further ado, here is uh, the first part of the episode. You're listening to Bewitch Banter. I'm Krista, and this is my best skeptical friend, Amy. And we have two other people joining us in-house today. Do you guys want to introduce yourselves? Yeah. Uh, this is Justin Vandeventer. And this is Justin Rademacher. And we're with uh, the Stupidest Podcast, here to join Bewitch Banter. Yes, so yes. excited. we got two Justins. Do you want to tell us your nicknames to make life a little bit easier for the listeners? I'm Vandy. And I'm Roddy. Roddy, okay. 
So me and Vandy go way back, like way yeah, back we... to Meth Vernon days. <laughs> uh, <laughs> small town Indiana of seven thousand people. We know each other from middle school. Yeah. Yep. Seventh grade. Mm-hmm. And we kind of reconnected through both of us doing a podcast. So you reached out to me first. Yeah, I, I saw you, you on Facebook. Yeah. Oh, oops. Pardon. Got to turn off the old work. <laughs> See, Roddy, they, they'd edit this out. I leave this in. Oh, yeah, we're keeping this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do a little clap thing. So we remember to, where to edit. <laughs> you work it's so a miracle well. When you're editing, you're like five minutes. You're like, oh, there's the clap. Just cut all this shit. Catter. Okay, I'll cut it. So we go way back and we're talking about meth burning, right? Yeah. yeah. Tell us more about Meth Vernon. What was it like to grow up there? And why um, do you call it Meth Vernon? My experience is way different than Amy's from what I've heard. <laughs> well, what's your experience? I loved it. I love Mount Vernon too, but I love to throw shade on, at Mount Vernon. Yeah. I mean, I love my, I think I love it because the people and my friends that I met yeah. there. But I, I, for me, I think living in a small town kind of drove me crazy. Like I yeah it, i mean it was it was such a small town that if you got in trouble at a friend's house you were in trouble by the time you got back home <laughs> yeah like wow. everyone knew about it i mean i literally got in trouble uh for being drunk in a park across from the police station and the cops one of the cops heard it on like the radio yeah he came and like saved me because he was my tennis coach like that's how small our town <laughs> <What>? was <laughs> nice yeah you better get your butt home (laughs) yeah but we call it meth vernon well we i mean me and your friends uh because it's number one the tri-state for meth jesus was it really well it used to be i don't know if it's still number one today i haven't checked i guess i don't know i never fall i mean i I left in seventh grade so yeah it's been a while but moving on you guys want to talk about your podcast yeah tell us about the stupidest podcast how did you two get this together um me and roddy used to work together and then we just, we always wanted to do something together. And we started doing stand up and emceeing and all this. And then, I don't know, how do you think we got it together, Roddy? Well, we were just trying, like you said, trying to figure something out that we could do. And we figured, well, hey, we work, we work good together and we collaborate well on, on the mic at, uh, at Moonlight Bowling. So why not try to do something like that? We were thinking about maybe doing like a combo stand up thing, but it just, I don't know, never worked out. And we just decided to do the podcast. And here we are. We've got 20 some episodes going on 30 some episodes. And impressive. Woo-hoo. 30 episode I'm 30 just a round came of out. applause. Well, you got to tell our listeners what your podcast is about, though. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's much... stupid, but what is it about? The stupidest. <laughs> what is the stupidest thing ever? <laughs> podcast ever. Pretty much about anything and everything. We just kind of ask each other questions and then we break down in from there and then we fall off topic. <laughs> yeah. About we right fall now. off. Yeah. We fall off topic quite a bit. That That's basically the whole point of it is to see how, how far off and how, like how long we can stay far off and just. And then going. try to find our way back. Ooh. <laughs> I feel like sometimes did that growing up, like, or that was like the trick growing up is like, how can you get your teacher to talk about anything other than what they want to teach? <laughs> the math. Yeah, you're like, how do we get them yeah. to talk about something else? 
and then watch the clock and be like, all right, 15 more minutes. We can keep them going. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're really interested and invested in your life. I really yeah. feel like my college kids do that to me. Like I just had a moment. And of, you probably fall for it every I time. I totally do. You do. <laughs> you do. <laughs> you do. <laughs> and they're grown awesome. ass adults. Oh man. Okay. Well, anyway. <laughs> and then do you want yeah. to go? Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, yeah, we've just kind of developed it over the, the last, like, I don't know, 30 episodes. We've actually, we started the first 10 episodes were just him, just, just Vandy and I, mm-hmm. and uh, then we started gaining some guests. And uh, obviously we had you guys on for one episode. This is going to be another episode we have you guys on for. Um, yeah. And then we just kind of developed it. We add segments and all that kind of stuff. And it's just kind of a, a fun thing that we talk about stupid, random things. I love it. Yeah, you guys are hilarious. Yeah, we, try to change, we try to change it up every so often. I know when we did the first episode with you guys, I felt like a lot of pressure to like come up with good questions. But I think it's, it'd be fun like, <laughs> having to think of good questions all week. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of preparation for our episode. Yeah, I'm jealous of that part because we have to do a lot of research and then you guys <laughs> just come up with questions. I was like, that sounds kind of nice. <laughs> we might steal your guys' idea. Like your format. <laughs> well, we, we put you guys to work for this episode. So thank you so much for having us again and uh, for doing the work that we normally do. So you took some off our plate. For, well, Amy's plate mm-hmm. in this episode. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Bewitch Banter, man, we actually, it was born on a February afternoon. <laughs> imagine the scene <laughs> in a very richie shopping mall in scottsdale arizona and um she and i and her husband and my ex were always joke about having a podcast together over the years and it, it stuck with amy and i we're like no we want to do this thing but what what what's the what and then this one day we had god knows how many mimosas well we went to brunch and we hadn't been out forever because the pandemic yep and we were like, we were like, well, brunch then turned into lunch drinks and then it kind of morphed into <laughs> happy <the eats>. hour. <laughs> and then at the end of the night, that's kind of when we came up with the premise. Yeah. We we're really sloshed at this pizza place that we thought was amazing at the time, which is actually disgusting. But then I don't know, we were just sitting there and I was like, Amy, it was like this crazy light bulb moment. And I'm a skeptic of people of human nature, but I'm obviously credit for all of it. Yes. No, no. I'm just kidding. of course not. Of course not. She, she came up with a name. I mean, this like, listen, we would not be here without each other. And, you know, as you guys know, working with the best friend is it can be tricky. Right. But like, we got it together. Mm-hmm. I think we got it together. And obviously there's going to be things to come that we have to overcome together, but, but we're here. So mm-hmm. premise being, the skeptical of the spooky and spiritual world, me being the total like hippie chick, um, which I hate saying woo woo because like, I think it's demeaning, but um, it's what the nomenclature is, I guess. So all things spooky, spiritual and funny as hell. Spoofs that are just like, you gotta be out, you gotta be kidding that people believe this shit, some of it. Um, and we like to cover shitty people. Oh yeah. Yeah, the end of a the lot day. of shitty people. So where do you guys lie on the spectrum of like believing? Like, are you big believers in ghosts and psychics and mediums and all that bullshit? Tarot cards, crystals, yoga. I'm a believer. Yeah. Vandy's a believer in most of it. What about psychics? What's that? What about psychics? Um, yeah, I don't know about that one. (laughs) 
Yay, nay, yeah, baby. I, <laughs> I yeah, mean, I, go ahead, Roddy. I was going to say, I'm, I'm more of a skeptic than, than Vandy is um, of, of most things, but um, it's because he believes in mermaids and stuff. So I know. That's right. Let's talk about that real quick. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Amy called me. What'd you call me last week? I was like, what? The wacko or something? No, I called you a whack job. Yeah, that's right. That was in our intro. This is my best friend, the whack job. Like, oh, awesome. But thanks. Um, but the nice thing is, well, not the nice thing. The thing for me mostly studying journalism and media like we can't have conversations with people to this day that have like opposing views and obviously we're best friends but we still have like completely opposite views on humanity and spiritual things and so for me the whole the real premise is like getting to talk to someone that has another viewpoint as you and trying just learning what you don't know or being schooled like amy's teaching me to be more skeptical which has been really good so that's the deep the deep undertones of, of bewitch banter but i don't want to know about the mermaids yes so. that's some mermaids being <laughs> <laughs> sorry i digress i think i listened to your podcast and i literally texted krista he believes in mermaids <laughs> <laughs> i know and then i listened and i was like holy shit so yeah if you listen to the podcast i talk about it and i don't believe like it's i don't believe it's like the little mermaid i just believe there's <laughs> I think there's creatures out there that that's the aerials hanging out somewhere. <laughs> mermaids. <laughs> there's been, it. I mean, I, I love like I love watching the documentaries and stuff like that, like on Bigfoot and Yetis and the Loch Ness Monster. And mermaids is one that's always caught my eye. And there's been a lot of proof that so mermaids believe, exist. Do you believe in Bigfoot? Yes. What about the Loch Ness Monster? Um I don't think it's what everybody thinks it is, but I think there's some kind of creature in that pond. I weirdly was obsessed with the Loch Ness Monster in seventh grade. Like, Tell us more. Like I literally got, <laughs> well, your I got in trouble <laughs> in seventh grade in my science teacher because I remember me and my friend would just talk about, well, like we were obnoxious. I don't know if you remember Karina, but like we would talk yeah. about the Loch Ness Monster all the time and I'd like draw, you know, like you're like just doodling and <laughs> I don't know, I was obsessed with it. <laughs> I had like, what would you, what would Nessie do? Shirts. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you guys. I'm just telling you guys, I'm a weirdo. And I'm the whack job. Well, I was middle school mm-hmm. me, so I have kind of an excuse of <laughs> grown up. If you listen to our podcast, I actually have a Bigfoot story that I tell. Oh, oh I missed that one. Tell it, give us the summation. Give us the brief. Bigfoot. Well, when I, was, I, went to, I went to school up by Canada. Mm-hmm for college and we were camping and we pretty much had like a whole bigfoot experience <laughs> holy shit did you catch anything on tape um no but we have like photos of footprints how big would you think that, this thing is uh according to like the foot footprint size was ginormous wow and <clears throat> and the spread was my buddy could lay in between the the separation of the feet print damn that's scary and there's there's trees too oh y'all hear that amy's being thirsty tonight (laughs) not me for once mom's got that big of feet you know they say (laughs) well that means he's got big shoes though right that's all it means right and Mm -hmm. big hands yeah (laughs) yeah that's what i thought (laughs) (laughs) what trump say i have the biggest hands believe me 
But pretty much all we found out, like, after we got up the next morning, we found footprints, and he was close to the campsite that we were at, and there was trees probably in three-inch diameter snapped like toothpicks. Mm. No thanks. I'm out. Yeah, it was pretty freaky. I mean, if you listen to the podcast, I tell it like there's heavy breathing, shit like that that we could hear. What episode-ish, if you remember off the top of your head, tell everybody where we can find this Bigfoot story. We can cut it. It had to have been been a sci-fi one. So one of the more recent ones, so like 27, 28. Yeah, we we talk about it in that one. And then I think we talk about it in like one of our first first five. Yeah, something something like that. Got it. And Roddy, you weren't there for this uh, version? No, no, I was not there for that. Um, and just so everybody knows, so Vandy and I are both from Minnesota. And so um, th- I'm assuming this was in northern Minnesota, like your school was like up yeah. by Canada in this area, right? Yeah, That's it was up I, by you. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure that everybody like kind of understood the area we were talking about. Oh, yes. About. Yep. Our Justin's friends are in, in the Midwest, Midwest boys, and then we're in hot ass Phoenix. <laughs> so, yep desert girls mm-hmm. yeah it, it snowed today in duluth so no. um where i'm at yeah yeah yep. oh, no. i was just about to say like we're, mm-hmm. we're doing video a video chat right now and you guys are in short sleeves probably <laughs> probably <laughs> hot top, we're, we're, yeah we're freezing up here <laughs> it's no, gonna hit like you. 20 degrees tonight actually i'm gonna be sort yeah. of circa near you guys uh this weekend i'm going to chi town as i go like every a couple months to see my my family up there so be sort of close nice. freezing my ass off but you know it's fine <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna dig out my semi winter coat i don't even have winter clothes anymore i don't either i realized the other day i don't own a jacket oh my like, God. i probably should get one soon <laughs> yeah I, I think i've decided that i'm only gonna have winter clothes from now on because i don't think we're gonna have a summer this year like yeah. it's already april and we're having snow like it, it's insane when does summer start for you guys? Like summer weather, like June? Usually, yeah. About yeah. June. Like it's, June. It, it's usually starting to be spring by now, but like, like it's, it's not. What's we still have about a foot. Of, yeah, we still have about a foot of snow in our yard. Like I was oh, playing wow. disc golf in the snow. Yeah, you, you do. You do. I don't. Yeah. I'm yeah, like, I'm up in. <laughs> yeah, I'm up a little further north. I'm by Duluth and he's towards the city. So okay. Roddy's about three hours north of where I live. Okay, cool. Wow. We forgot to even tell what topic we're discussing today. Oh, yeah. Sorry. So along the lines of uh, spoof scams and shitty people, uh, we are covering prison lovers. I can't wait. (laughs) And I'll be covering particularly the psychology of that. And I think you guys each have a a tale of prison lovers. Oh, no, I can't wait to hear guys' <laughs> stories. And we put like we gave you guys homework this time. Yep. Yeah, I, felt, I literally felt like I was like in college English class or something. I like know that. it does. It does. <laughs> Roddy goes check. <laughs> Look at my homework, guy. I feel yep. like I, I even highlighted. Look. Oh, oh nice. good job, fellas. I do that. Yeah, so I didn't. I, I didn't highlight. I, I did like book notes. <laughs> <laughs> Like, how did I cheat in college? Because I need to learn how to do that again. Oh, my God. <laughs> Control F, godsend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, what would we do without Google? And hell no, I wouldn't have passed. No. No way. Like, the fact that you used to have to go to the library and, like, 
read through the book. No. I'm like, that sounds like hell. No. <laughs> I wasn't cut out for that. <laughs> Why isn't there a movie on this? <laughs> yeah. That's what I always say. Very or spark true. notes. Well, did you guys yeah, use right? spark or cliff notes? And I remember cliff, in high school. Oh, yeah. Cliff notes. I did cliff notes all the time. I think that's the only way I graduated. Yeah, for when we had to learn about Shakespeare, I could not for the life of me make myself read it. So I was like, cliff notes, here we come. Oh, yeah. Spark notes. Yeah, I like Shakespeare. Well, sweet. Who wants to go first? Well, Krista is going to dive in. Yeah, we'll dive into our history. I got to pull it up. So you guys chit chat while I get it up. Um, Not dirty intention (laughs) with that. Oh, no, look. Oh, fuck. Can you guys? What happened? Oh, my thing went out for a hot second. Oh, the internet was saying it's oh. unstable. It's not like Amy's, oh. but it's it's still the same provider, so it's they suck. Mm. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, last time of uh, people listen to ours <laughs> of our last episode on our podcast, uh, they can see how many times that we <laughs> dropped out. <laughs> oh, oh really? my god, did they, they have a contest or something? <laughs> like, okay. I think you could play a tr- drinking game with it. <laughs> Yeah, was that bad? Yikes! Well, like we said, people people actually loved it. Oh, I'm sure it makes us happy. Well, I mean, it's we don't edit anything out, so it's like it's real. Everything Mm -hmm. that happens is in real time. So, Mm -hmm. I that's how I like it because we always have the loon clock. You'll probably hear that in a bit. Oh yeah, I remember you guys saying that. Oh yeah, I love that. Yep. All right, give me one second. We're getting there. We, we did a whole folder for crossovers with just you guys. You should be honored. <laughs> Dang. Well, I'm, I appreciate you guys having us on. This is, this is fun. And it was really interesting, like finding this story. The story is something that I wouldn't have found otherwise. So. Yeah, it's definitely wouldn't have been something I would have looked up. Yeah, it's kind of fun when you're like researching a topic and then you find like the perfect story. Like, because for sometimes when we do to- like topics, I find it hard, like, what kind of story am I going to find that has to do with like Ouija board or something really random we've done? And then when you find it, you're like, oh, this is gold. You get really excited. Totes, my goats. All right. So I found it. It's, all, it's finally up. But yeah, Amy's Ouija board story was amazing. Check it out. If you guys haven't listening because it was just like wild. A drunk jury is in there and Ouija, it's wild. All right. Sweet. Y'all ready for this psych I'm, behind? I'm, I am ready. I call this <clears throat> fallen for felons. Ooh, <laughs> Ooh my alliteration. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So before we dive down to Darkness Drive, which has become the nature of Bewitch Banter, <laughs> I wanted to ask everybody, let's start with the Justin, since you're our guests, give us like three to five traits that you would want in a partner just like you know qualities go ahead roddy well my first quality would be they they need to be in prison um <laughs> yes then you are perfect Dude, that's your last five you already described like your last five relationships oh yeah no that, yeah I, I, well it's it's because of me like if they get in a relationship with me and they they end up going crazy and you know it's just it's a whole thing committing some but, crime yeah it's like they're crazy oh yeah yep. i love it yeah it's usually some uh, damage to a car or flat tire <laughs> don't piss us ladies off man <laughs> don't do it <laughs> 
no, I've never had anything that bad happen. Luckily, I there's still time. I mean, I'm a single guy, so I mean, it's yeah, bound to happen. Right? There's a lot of crazy, crazy people out there, men and women included. So, <laughs> man, I don't know. I don't really look for like anything. Obviously, I want I want the the person that I'm looking for. I want to be attracted to them. I want to be able to have them have a, a really good personality um, that either fits or complements mine. Um, they don't have necessarily have to have the same interests as me but as long as they're passionate about something mm-hmm. I'd love I, I love passion and seeing that in anything um like I'm passionate about disc golf and comedy and the podcast and stuff like that and so it's just really nice to see passion whether it be I don't know music or sports or whatever like if I see passion that it's a good good vibe for me um yeah I, otherwise there's not really anything in particular like I'm not looking for any like physical traits that it has to be there you don't have a type anything like that (laughs) I don't yeah I don't necessarily have a type like I'm I'm you can be anything anybody as long as we connect and you have a good personality and there's an attraction like Mm -hmm. let's try it out nice yeah Hey, Vandy, your Um, turn. (laughs) What's your dating show (laughs) uh, pitch? (laughs) Um I uh, as shallow as it is, I got to be attracted. Yeah, There's got to be some like kind of attraction. That's not shallow. Well, I think I was telling you somebody. My my therapist was telling me like a while back. She's like, you don't sacrifice that. Like that's don't do that. Don't just like say right. you know what I mean. So so not shallow is my point. <laughs> yeah, I got to be attracted. Um, honest, trustworthy, fun, easy to talk to someone that I want to talk to mm-hmm. that'd be important um, you're gonna be like shut up bitch make me a sandwich <laughs> make me a sandwich <laughs> oh my god bitch. see they get it <laughs> uh, oh my god okay. uh, uh, somebody I look forward to coming home to aww uh. um, alright man I want somebody that I want, I want somebody that I hate having yeah, to spend to. time with yeah uh, they're just a miserable person miserable human. They bring out yeah. worse than you all right Ames, even though you're married what are you and then oh sorry keep going i apologize oh. <laughs> go ahead and, and uh i meet on the same sexual level mm. all right so so pretty low yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Um I'm see, I'm just kidding. It's it's really high. It's no really sex high. ever. <laughs> Abstinence only. Which they teach in this state for some fucking reason. I don't know. Would you they still? Huh? Ames would know. I did not teach sex ed, thankfully. Thank God she got out of that. My kids would tell me about it and I would always be like, Can you please stop? I don't <laughs> want to hear about this from seventh graders. Please stop. Did, did you hear yeah. about those teachers? Did you hear about those teachers uh, down south that are teaching like five year olds about sex ed? No. No. Why? Wow. They probably go over their head. I mean, they should know the yeah. proper anatomical body parts for sure. I, won't, no. I, th- I think it's Florida. Like they're literally passing a law right now because of it. Wow. Because they're thought- teaching like kindergartners about sex ed. I mean, we started in Connecticut in, at, in fifth grade. I'll never forget that. They separated the girls and the boys. Oh, yeah, that's a little different. Five that's like half the age. Yeah, that's the point. <laughs> yeah, Fifth grade is like 10 years old, isn't it? Yeah, I think yeah. you're right. Yep, it's 10. 
Um, I feel like though kindergartners wouldn't even really understand. Yeah, I don't think so either. But yeah, there's teachers no. like walking out and quitting. Like if I can't talk to my kid, talk to my students about sex. Well, but where'd yeah. you hear this yeah. story though? Yeah, is this uh, it's, fake news? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where's your sources? It, it's all. It's, I mean, I don't know. I've read it all over. I'll have to look into it. I mean, the, dang. Yeah. I mean, there's. I, I, I think it's. I think it's based out of Florida. Which surprises me because they're pretty they're very crude. religious yeah because yeah, they, they don't want them teaching like critical race theory like, yeah you can teach that things. and oh and now there's they, they just passed you can't talk about lgbtq plus anything um anyway hmm. we died no, i i literally <laughs> I, I learned i learned about sex ed actually on our podcast i just learned it <laughs> like, a couple episodes ago uh, female orgasm well. yeah. i'll tune into yeah. that episode to learn a little bit myself yeah. Yeah, we had a sex ed. I brought in a diagram for him and everything, pictures. Oh my god, I love it. Here's a banana. Here's a condom. (laughs) Yeah, I brought it. Yep, I brought in the banana. No, he put he put it on me. Uh Oh, (laughs) real life Okay. (laughs) All right. So Ames, sex at the top of your list. (laughs) Well, I've been with my husband for like almost a decade, so it's kind of hard for me to think of this kind of stuff. But I would say I haven't really had to like think about that for a while. But I guess I'm pretty sure in our in our last episode you said, uh, "Well, in my next husband, this is what I want." Oh, oh yes, she I did. did. I just said I did say my next husband will have a lot of money. Oh, and oh, you did. Yes, she's the only smart one that killed Putin. We should have taken her oh. advice. Oh, yeah, we did. People didn't we listen. We did a fuck, Mary kill. And it was between Blaine Maxwell, Putin. And who was the third person? Um, the creepy Hitler, guy. I think. Hmm? Which Bill one? Cosby, wasn't it? Oh, Bill Cosby. Bill yes. Cosby. And I'm the only one who picked killing Putin. Yep. She she won that one, y'all. We, 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 no. What'd you guys choose? Yeah. We all chose the same, yeah. I think. Blaine all Maxwell. That yeah. I don't no, know to be honest, I'm pretty, I'm, I'm pretty sure I married the guy. You married Bill Cosby? No, we married. No, 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 no. Oh yeah, we all married Putin. Remember, because we wanted to be royalty. Yeah, that's what it was. I was the one who chose killing him. You were smart, girl. Mm -hmm. Shit, we may not have a war. Damn it, Amy. If only (laughs) you assassinated Putin. All right. So I think you said he was supposed to be rich. Your next husband, right? No, I said next marriage. I was joking. Next marriage is for love. This marriage was for love. The second one's for money. That's right. That's right. (laughs) That's right. That's what you said. I made sure to say it really loud so you could hear me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Uh, Second that. (laughs) Second that um, for me. But um, okay, so obviously these are all traits like normal people will look for. Most people don't necessarily off of that say prison. I want a partner in prison. The guy I can never see. I, I mean, I guess if you're a very independent person, having a prison like partner would be ideal because you could only probably see them for a few hours every week. Oh, there's some psych on it and we're going to get to it. So nice. obviously, you know, most of us, we want to be respected. We want to be loved. We sex with the person's good looking conversation, intelligence, you know, mutual respect among things at the top of the list of most people however uh there's a lot of people who actually are actively seeking a partner behind bars and 
think back to all the horrific serial killers, which you guys are going to cover some of them, I think. So we have Ted Bundy, Scott Peterson, Charlie Manson, Richard Ramirez. These are all horrific human beings that committed disgusting acts of violence and just like subhuman, basically, I think for the types of crimes they, they committed were just that horrific. Um, but they all had one thing in common and that they had not prisoner daddies, but prisoner ladies. <laughs> so <laughs> they had fangirls coming out the woodwork, all of these men. And even Scott Peterson and I think um, is, Charlie Manson. I don't know the name Scott Peterson. Oh, you know, so Lacey Peterson is was his uh, wife that he was convicted of murdering of her and her uh, their unborn son. Was this recent? Or? 90s, right, guys? You guys know the so. story? Yeah, mm-hmm. 90s. Okay. Um, and it happened in Modesto, California, and it's really sad. It's, okay. It's horrific, but he... Well, I assumed if his name is on the list, he's not like, yeah. a stellar guy. He's just what I'm looking for. <laughs> but he received a marriage proposal while in prison after being convicted of killing his wife and unborn child. Did he meet this said woman beforehand no this bitch just wrote him and sent in a marriage proposal i can't (laughs) fathom how that could like the slightest bit how you could be attracted to that like ooh, i love the suspense knowing maybe my husband will kill me tonight yeah well i've sent off like 10 of them and i haven't gotten a response (laughs) i mean it's depressing when they say no Island. it is oh I can't my even God. Get somebody in prison to marry me yeah i can't even get a serial killer what's wrong with me <laughs> well we probably are all asking how the fuck why the fuck who the fuck are these people um there is an actual phenomenon in psychology um which is a real paraphilia called hybristophilia and this is where people become sexually aroused by being with a partner convicted of a severe crime, such as rape, murder, or armed robbery. What was it called again? Hybristophilia. Okay. And it's an actual diagnosed thing, um, aka the Bonnie and Clyde syndrome. It was re- referenced to several times where, like, you know, that story, they were on the run and robbing banks and getting off on it um i'm getting away mm-hmm. with it um and, and getting off <laughs> i mean honestly i would get off to a load of uh, huge chunks of money i mean yeah, yeah. I, th- I think roddy has this disease roddy I'm sure you have this disease i do i do <laughs> Amy, you have hybristophilia Actually, this is an intervention <laughs> yeah. i knew they didn't just want to talk to us i was actually i was <laughs> They Chris have brought in backup as like <laughs> suggestions are my enforcer. Yeah, and she's like, yeah, What's we're Dr. Record, Phil doing like, here. <laughs> collaborate tonight. Actually, no, we're gonna record this as your intervention. <laughs> that was I'm actually entertaining. You dress for the occasion, Roddy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm all orange on like my time. Oh, oh yeah, you do. you do. Orange is new black. Yeah. For Amy. I've, I've actually decided I'm going to put this whole conversation, this whole episode is actually going on my dating profile. So. <laughs> perfect. Well, that's perfect that you bring dating profiles up there, Roddy, because in addition to hybristophilia, there's actually motherfucking websites, if y'all didn't know about this, such as Bewitch Banter's trademarked Prisoner Daddies. It's, it's ours. We're trademarking this. No, it's, it's just kidding. It's a reference to um, one time 
um, Amy was like something about prisoner daddies and we're like trademark it, trademark it. Turns out there's an actual fucking app, several, a dating app for people seeking prisoners. Okay. It's an app? Several. What? We, we have yeah, Canadian. I'm on it. Wow. Canadian. <laughs> Oh shit, there he is. No, I'm on it too. Like I said, I've sent in 10 proposals. I haven't got a response yet. <laughs> well, I right. left for some handcuffs with daddy. <laughs> <laughs> I would totally love to be on their okay. I don't agree with it, but it'd be kind of fun to be on their marketing campaign. Like kind of the slogans, you know what I mean? It would be a blast. That would be a blast. That, to would, that be would be, be. like, well, daddy handcuff you tonight. Get all right. What was it? <laughs> I mean, you didn't have so much fun with it. This bitch is thirsty tonight. Oh. <laughs> I dig it. Okay. Um, <laughs> so sites including Canadian Inmates Connect, prisoner, prisonpenpals.com. Prison pen pals? Literally. That's prison. the one I'm on. <laughs> Let's go look them up right now. <laughs> That's sad if you need a pen pal partner at this stage of life. Um, convict. Like, like go out and meet some people. Convictmailbag.com. What is it? Convict. Sorry, it's so funny. Convictmailbag.com. Mailbag? Yeah. Like a bag of mail. Uh, Yeah. Sounds like blue squares. It sounds like these people have like a turn on for penmanship. Oh, and then finally, meet. I don't think they can do much What'd you say? Meet I, said, I don't think they can do much else other than pin pals. I know that's what I'm saying. I'm like, oh, look at his handwriting. Oh, it's slanted to the left. It's just really getting time bothered. Oh, look at those exclamation really marks. Me. Look at those exclamation marks. Oh, he really wants it. Those five exclamation marks. Oh my god. He's using cursive. He signed it XO. He signed it XO. <laughs> Oh, Lord have mercy. All right. Well, hybristophilia, as we now know, is a thing, probably attracts many people to those websites. <laughs> Do you know, like, the number of how many people are on those websites? I didn't go that far because I was so shocked that they even existed and I'm still wrapping my head around that. <laughs> one for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Party of one. <laughs> Party of one. I, I, I'm actually on there, but I'm actually on there to, like, to, to get him i'm trying to ghost justin but don't don't, don't let him know it's working he's like yeah. this handwriting looks a little familiar <laughs> oh my god so obviously i was sorry one okay. more question yeah yeah and we can move on yeah, yeah but how does it work because can the prisoner the prisoners can't sign themselves up for the app can they girl i didn't even, I just, I just i'm curious to you are you gonna sign up questions. Corey, call Corey right now you guys intervention <laughs> she's trying to meet a prison in a lot of these like big prisons i think they can have like handhelds and they can monitor the apps that they're on and oh oh, okay that's new and some some prisons i think actually allow you to have internet time yeah i used to work for a for-profit school and i know they would get on to do their internet like get on to do their homework and then they like told me to like then the prison guard would tell me i ran out of time that'd be like their excuse not to do their homework. (laughs) oh my god Hmm. Sorry, excuse me. <clears throat> yeah, I'll have to do my own research. I have so many questions about this app. Yeah, well, sorry. I w- again, I wasn't looking for an inmate, so I uh, apparently you are. I guess I can get on there and be a wing woman for you. <laughs> I'll help you out. Um, <laughs> 
So Bonnie and Clyde syndrome is, like I said, a diagnostic um, thing on the American Psychiatry's um, DSM-5. And it notes that this condition may, shocker, interfere with normal sexual relationships. (laughs) Mm. Hmm. Um, I wonder how. (laughs) um, But there is a Psychology Today article by Robert T. Mueller. He's a PhD and professor of psychology at NYU. And he wanted to remind everyone that, you know, deeming these douchebags um, as hot, like Scott Peterson and like Charlie Manson's of the world, they were mm-hmm. like dubbed as hot in the media. And Ted Bundy, um, he, he said, huh? That's my story tonight. Charles Manson. Oh, yeah. Excited. He's a scary motherfucker, dude. Oof. Anyway, um, he, this psychologist said, in reference to when the Ted Bundy movie came out with, um, not Channing Tatum. Oh my God. The one that played his life. Um, I know. Zach Efron. Zach Efron. Thank you. Yes, that's it. Thank you, Roddy. That's the one. So this is what he's referencing. The psychologist. He said, quote, I've seen a lot of talk about Ted Bundy's alleged hotness. And I would like to gently remind everyone that there are literally thousands. (laughs) This is kind of a diss of other hot men depicted on the streaming service almost all of whom are not convicted serial killers and murderers, <laughs> end quotes. So it's Amy, a valid, valid point. In case you didn't know, <laughs> there's plenty of other eligible bachelors not on prisondaddy.com. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe um, you ditch Bewitch Banter and just make her own dating app. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's Prison Daddies. That's yeah. why you trademarked it. It's ours. We own it. <laughs> we own the rights. <laughs> all right, so do men fall for ladies in prison what do y'all think i would say probably yeah, absolutely not. oh it's got to happen yeah absolutely I would say probably not as much not okay and i'm gonna say twice, i'm gonna say twice as much <laughs> okay Ooh. i'm not, not gonna say twice as, i'm gonna say like probably i don't know 75 percent of no 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 it's twice as much dude there's way too many whacked out weird dudes out there than there are whacked out dude women interesting there's a lot of lonely dudes Wait. out in the world Oh, that's my daughter. Come here. So we're saying how many in comparison to women wanting men in prison? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So obviously yeah. the majority of the coverage talks about ladies writing oh. men in prison. I'm asking if men write to women or fall in love with women inmates. I think they not as much because there's probably not as many women who have like the same kind of fame and following. Okay. So I feel like a lot of women don't commit like mass crimes like casualties okay fellas do you want to change your answer you no i think it's double i think it's twice <laughs> You're doubling down on the double down. <laughs> <laughs> there's way too many there's way too many weird that's single true. yeah crazy but, dudes out there and lonely guys oh yeah Lord. lonely guys sad okay but let me clear the record straight in fact amy's initial response some probably is correct. So there was a Daily Mail study um, or a study that was written about in the Daily Mail in a 2016 article. And it shows that prison guards and other correctional workers um, usually feel the attraction more um, by females in those roles in prison roles than male in those similar roles. I can um, see that. And this study was by Dr. Philippe Benson at the University of Montreal. Kind of close to you guys, no? No? Is Montreal not near you? I don't know. 
Little I don't know my geography, there. sorry. Yeah. Somewhere near Belts, <laughs> Canada, uh, where Belts. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so these are just a few little snippets. Hybristophilia sees people attracted to those that carry out criminal acts, as I covered. This study focused on 300 cases of prison workers in the US and Europe. And it found that female workers, as I said, are more affected by the behavior than males. They assume, they being researchers of this study, um, surmise that this may be due to the roles that female workers carry out. And the prison administrator administrators should provide more training on the issue. So to me, that's like a blanket statement saying that females are like more nurturing, basically. And I think we mm, tend to make excuses maybe more for bad behavior than if like a dude is like, that bitch is crazy. She, he'll probably just like walk away. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's my really doctoral well, take. So, <laughs> well, you're kind of saying that. Nah, not me. Guards, I give him like four or five years. Yeah. <laughs> you're the prison guards are basically falling in love with the women in jail. Yep. And not just prison guards. We're going to get to other oh. people. So but- that, that makes sense to me. So I could see them well, developing relationships to them. Yeah. Well, I was going to say is just, I feel like maybe the, the women think that they can change them. Like, oh, they've done that in the past, but that's maybe something that I can, I can change about right. them. That's true. Yep. Women love a project. Oh, you guys are right on it. The next point. So um, from this Psychology Today article, another psychologist named Amy Rokak, um, she had been in the prison industry for, uh, or this prison system for 28 years. She says there are actually three types of categories of who and what gets attracted to inmates. And you, again, typically it's women being attracted un- and instead of men um, in prison. So one, nurturing, uh, they feel they can save someone, right? I think Roddy just said that. Number two, they're seeking protection. They want someone who is considered tough rough and quote unquote manly because this gives the illusion that the person in question or the <clears throat> inmate in question can protect them and number th- yeah then that's number three rebellious they want somebody um who they can live a vicarious rebellious life with typically that bad boy image but who can't pay their bills right because you're in prison <laughs> exactly yeah. yeah i want a bad boy but the government has to hey, supply him hey, he's got a, he's got a nice apartment he's got a nice one bedroom apartment yeah <laughs> that he shares he yeah, that he shares. <laughs> yeah. You got a bunk bed sweet. oh my god you I got a bunk bed pals <laughs> that's what i'm looking for in a partner oh my god yeah, but, but i got the top bunk top only. i got the top a top bunk yeah. totally don't drop the soap. <laughs> oh, no. oh boy, that's not funny. <laughs> um, okay, so there's another book who um, named Women Who Love Men Who Kill. And this goes on to, uh, this is by Sheila Eisenberg. She interviews dozens of women who are psychiatrists, lawyers, social workers, and prison guards who are all in the prison system work within the prison system to see why women um find some felons so fine um this study was done in 1990 so again back then they they were handwriting letters like actual old school pen palling versus these like prisonersonly.com bullshit so (laughs) 
if you're wondering <laughs> when this book was written, it was like real organic old school. Like you had to work to seek these mofos out. Like you must really be into the, you know, your hyperophilia. Yeah. You have to wait like a week for your response. Mm-hmm. If not longer, right? Like it's love. All right. It's love. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nothing waits for love. <laughs> um, but anyway, so she studied all these women in these roles. Um, again, prison guards, teachers, or lawyers. And it profiles women who love people in jail for murder and revealing their capacity to make these men their quote unquote ultimate ideal, even though they've committed these horrific crimes. And so in a magazine interview regarding her book, Dr. Eisenberg, or actually I don't know if she's a doctor, Eisenberg, the author of this book, um, asked the question, like, who are these women? And like, just why do they fall? And when asked about the demographics regarding who they are, um, of the women she researched, Eisenberg said that they came from all backgrounds, all races, and some were so highly educated as to have a PhD, and to some that had no high school education. So all over the socioeconomic class. And some were single, some had children, some were married, some had no children. But one thing that she noted they had in common was that a no lot of self confidence, sort of a kind of a lie. <laughs> I was guessing. Um, they were a lot of them were Catholic, which I thought was weird. Not weird, but the biggest thing, close to no self confidence. Anyone want to guess what the biggest thing they had in common was? Daddy issues. Close. Uh, Getting warmer. <laughs> Abandonment. They've been abandoned earlier in their lives. Starts with an A. Another A word. Asshole dads. Abuse. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say family abandonment, but. Yeah, ab- abuse, unfortunately. Oh. oh yeah, I guess there's yep. a dark turn. There it is. Yep. Yeah. And, well, I mean, you could kind of surmise that. Yeah. But... I'm going to say they're probably not the most well grounded people if you love like serial killers. Right. Because like, you can't really go to happy hour and talk about that with your co workers casually. Oh, you can't? Yeah. <laughs> Oh shit! <laughs> um, um, can I can I guess? I'm gonna guess abuse. Yeah. Am I? Am I? I, I, got oh, it. I think you got ding, it. Ding, ding. Good job. Ding. <laughs> um, I'm a so, good guesser. <laughs> the um, Eisenberg, the author again of this book, who did this study, she said the real crux of the whole thing is that these women, um, who were all damaged. <laughs> Um, they were either damaged in their earlier lives, they've been abused either by their parents, ugh, their fathers, there's your daddy issues, their first husbands, their boyfriends, whatever she said, whomever it was, they've been sexually abused, psych- psychologically, emotionally abused, and every single woman I interviewed had been abused in the past. And that's what I found out. That's the big secret, quote unquote. That's sad. So fucking sad, right? Like, you so can see why. Did it- did it say like if they were abused, were they all abused by men, or was it like, or did that not specify? It didn't clarify, but I'm gonna assume, and again, this is a total yeah. blanket assumption that it probably was men um, doing the abuse if they're attracted to like male prisoners. I would assume, you know. But again, it didn't clarify. But that's a great question. Yeah, well, yeah. that's a fair point too. Just a good assumption. Yeah, because I say there's like five ways people. isn't that weird though like what was that isn't that weird though like you you would think that somebody being abused would 
steer away from sex and sexual attraction mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. sometimes but that yet, does happen well yet, but yet they become the more sexual person or yeah it's either like probably no sex at all or totally sexually um yeah devi- deviant if you will quote unquote yeah but it goes back to like because there's one where you like compartmentalize your trauma there's one where you like there's like five of them and one mm-hmm. of them you repeat the trauma which Ugh. is interesting break the cycle break it sorry guys i have to pee so bad oh break i suppose let's chat i can't hold it any longer we're we're learning the editing technique (laughs) yeah the the behind bewitch banter scenes i I clap for you oh thank you (laughs) sorry i know this is long but we're getting there we are getting there in no my story is long my story is four pages long um but i just found it so fascinating that like this is the subject we're on right now so you have like how does one deal with said trauma you know it's like just wild yeah yeah no i read these stories there's so many psychos out there so many fucking nuts yeah it's it's gonna be uh (laughs) it's gonna be interesting listening to both these stories because mine isn't like uh, a famous story mine is just one that i just happen to fall upon no, but we love Dan- those. We love those, Roddy, because those usually have the best, like, oh, my God. Like, yeah. 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 This one has it, it's it's crazy because it's like it, I feel like it's more of a love story than it is anything about oh. prison. So, yeah. Interesting. I, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure that for a love story, even though I'm a yeah. of people. Oh, I feel like I can well, I'm pretty, be happy again. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I'm pretty sure Disney is actually going to pick up this story oh really like, oh yeah sure. yeah that's what that's that's what probably are you fucking with for. us yes, I'm so, oh my god i was like what <laughs> <laughs> well this disney was a fucking asshole in real life but anyway that's another topic all right well which people are y'all want to do the clap aroo sure <laughs> all right so where did we leave off Mm-mm-mm. Okay, Eisenberg, the author of this book, who researched all these women in roles where they, you know, could fall for male prisoners, said it's no big secret that they were all sharing past abuse in their lives. She went on to say, Eisenberg, that many women who find themselves in a relationship with men in prison feel a sense of control that they once lost or maybe they never had. Um <coughs> In, in there, he can't hurt them, essentially, is what she's trying to say. And so you're always mm. in a state of control because you're the one on the outside and he can't lay a finger on you physically. Mm, that kind of makes sense. You're free. Um, you go on and you visit him. You you decide how you want to set, see the person when, how, where. And it's an obviously a controlled environment with guards watching. Um, so you wouldn't be able to be physically abused. Now... Could you be hmm. mentally abused still? Probably. Um, but at least they wouldn't be able to be physically um, touched. And I mean, that makes sense. All what you're saying. That makes yeah. a lot of sense. Yeah. I mean, interesting. I never think, even think of that. Right. Because to me, that'd be a turnoff. Oh, yeah. Like, okay, so you get to the bars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would be a turnoff. But also, like, the only time you could see your partner is when everyone's watching in a controlled environment. Yeah, no, thank but you. I guess for them, it's like means safety. Yep, exactly. Um, and yeah, then once a turn on for them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. The for safety some is. Of these, some of these women, <laughs> exactly. 
Um, one thing I thought was also really fascinating, though, um, besides this particular paraphilia in general, it's like fascinating um, that some of the women Eisenberg interviewed didn't even seem to feel guilt or remorse about loving a murderer or someone who who has done such depraved things to other humans. And Eisenberg found that all the women found a way to rationalize what their lover, their prison daddy lovers <laughs> um, did. He has like, a good heart. Right, yeah. exactly. Or he's a changed man now, you know, he found God or he never meant to kill anybody. Like all these crazy- or he was innocent. Right. Yep. All those mm. types of narratives that the women tend to rationalize away the crimes that they've been found guilty of and obviously said in prison. But it's like you would turn it back to like you sought this person out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like why? Let's like let's unpack that. <laughs> yeah. Like their reputation <laughs> is murderer. And then you purposely sought this person out for a relationship. Right. It's it's insane. Um there actually was one case about a juror who fell in love with the convicted murderer what? and the murderer happened to kill an innocent older woman. And that's after oh. seeing all the evidence. Mm. And she, she started off so good. Yeah. And she, she marked him as guilty or she, you know, in her vote. And yeah. still fell in love. And then she went back to interview him or speak with him after he got convicted and in prison. And she fell in love with him after knowing what he did. And she probably saw the actual physical evidence. They probably had pictures, right? Yeah. Assuming. Mm -hmm. And guess what she said? (coughs) You guys nailed it. (laughs) Somebody needs to look in her closets because there's definitely probably some skeletons in there. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. She might be a murderer herself. Could be. Exactly. But she said he's changed <laughs> so so if i'm looking for a date can can one of you guys just convict me of murder so that way i can finally find a date is that, <laughs> yeah, that might have is that what i gotta do Put you on prisoner you'll be our beta test okay done I, i'm not know? i'm not gonna i'm not gonna actually murder somebody though you guys just convict me of it okay like <laughs> I, I don't want to actually do it. That, that, that's one thing I, I want to make clear. I don't want to actually. <laughs> On the record. How do you murder yeah. this fake person? Yeah, let's get into that. Like, what weapon would you use? Well, I use the candlestick in the whatever room. In the study. In the study. <laughs> Are you sure it wasn't the dining room? <laughs> Colonel Mustard. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Butterworth. Is it one of her Was her name Miss White? Isn't that one of those? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, there is. Yep. Miss Purple or something. Scarlet. Miss Plum. Plum. There it is. Oh, Plum. There was a Scarlet one. Yeah. Yes. That's I was I, I was Colonel Mustard Beard. Yeah, you do have it. <laughs> um, okay. Um, where was I? Sorry. Okay. So this juror claims her prisoner daddy lover has changed. Um, then there's also the famous story about a lawyer who got involved with her freaking client. Okay. I saw, I mean, I, ethics, I saw this story. Ethics on ethics of all sorts of wrong going <clears> on <throat> there. But uh, how is she not banned from the bar? I mean, I, I don't I, understand. Um, I almost picked that as a story. Oh, really? Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. We'll cover it next time um, on prisonerdaddies.com. Part two. 
um okay so she yeah she fell in love with her client and guess what she helped him escape helped him escape what? yes what? yep and uh she met him because they were pen pals wow that's a good woman right there that, can, can we go back to the beginning that's that's what i want in a relationship <laughs> I want a woman that'll help me break out from prison. Break out of jail, ride or die. You <laughs> need that ride or die. Bro. But I won't do that. What won't he do? Did we ever, does anyone know what Meatloaf would not do? Let's get before, sorry. It's way more important than Prisoner Daddies. I need to know what Meatloaf would not do. What was his bottom card now? Like, well, he, he wasn't going to eat a Klondike bar. But I, I think that's what it was. <laughs> what would you do for content? Oh you he wouldn't. Have you ever that. seen the music video? No. no. Maybe it, a long it's time actually like, it's like a vampire. Mm. So he wouldn't like kill a her. Scene. So he huh? would not become a murderer. He, maybe he wouldn't. He wouldn't like kill humans for. Her. So he would not be he a prisoner daddy uh, audience target. He didn't. He didn't want to drink human blood for his girl or whatever in the music video who does who wants to do that but then she's like i need to get out of this world so he's like well i'll do that i'll kill you if things get crazy wow oh i need to watch this music video that was Dang. the deepest explanation i've ever heard of that song thank you very much <laughs> all from the on video. a lighter on a lighter note do you guys want to hear my vampire like really dumb joke Yes. Yes. Okay. So, it, like I said, it's really dumb. But, Amy loves okay, that. So okay. So, if I ever were to date a vampire, I think I would have, I would name my penis blood. You know, because the whole, I want to suck your blood. Yeah. <laughs> well, just go to prisonerbuddies.com. Maybe I. <laughs> there we go. I'm sure I told you it was bad. Too. Like vampire lovers? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. It's a thing. It's a fetish. Ugh, not well, I, I've actually. Just, I, I was watching. Uh, have you guys watched any of the uh, what we do in the shadows? I love no. it. My husband. Oh, it's it. it's it's it? amazing. Yeah, it's funny. It's, it's like, a vamp. Yeah, it's a, a funny vampire like TV show. Yeah, and it's a movie. Be Corey, yep. Up his alley. <laughs> it is pretty. I've watched a few episodes. It's pretty funny. Wait, it's British, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Or they like they have Look British accents. Yeah. It's no, actually it's British. Uh, they love British stuff because obviously it's part of Amy's heritage. But yeah. um, I don't get British humor. I'm trying, but I don't. It's like not my thing. I know she's mad at me for it, but it's just not for me. <laughs> it's not for me. What's it? What's it on? <laughs> it's on uh, Hulu. Okay. Yeah. yeah it's funny. It's Check called it what? What's it called again? It's called uh, What We Do in the Shadows. There's a there's a movie of it which is made by like the New Zealand um like uh germaine from flight of the concords yes, and uh, a couple other guys yeah yep so they Before made, made the, the movie one episode once and i was like no thank you <laughs> it's not like yeah they, it's i don't know i think it's like kind of mindless fun it's yeah it's kind of it funny. is yeah yeah all right so you wouldn't suck blood would you guys suck blood for love why do i have to suck blood like because that's what? what meatloaf wouldn't do for love i mean but like to keep for love, Ames. Oh, I'm Come like, on. did I get something out of this sucking blood experience? <laughs> like, did they get to stay alive? I'm just sucking blood to make or them happy. Or drinking blood, whatever. I don't know. I wouldn't, probably not. 
Unless it saved a life. I don't. I wouldn't. Probably not. Maybe. Absolutely. <laughs> I wouldn't. Probably not. 100% would. I already have. <laughs> did that last night for love. Oh, I sure did. <laughs> <laughs> no blood goes. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I would do it for love, but I would maybe do it for that Klondike bar. You what? You really want that Klondike, huh? All right. I, ever since I said it, I, I want one. Do you happen to have any in your freezer? <laughs> Zero. I have negative. I owe people. I have never <laughs> had dead old people in your freezer. Oh, yeah. Guys, I have a confession. Yep. I don't even know what that is. A Klondike bar? Yeah. I don't like them. I that's my confession. I know. That's that's what I, I I've never I've never had one. What is it? Like that, a candy bar for it's, old people? It's like, an ice like cream. A, it's an ice cream treat. Yeah, an ice oh. vanilla ice cream and then surrounded by chocolate ganache. Oh, maybe I have. Maybe I polar bear. Isn't it mint? Isn't it like a mint mint ice cream? There's there, you can get a, there's many different flavors. Oh, yeah. but the I think the original I think the original is just vanilla. Vanilla, yeah. Oh. God, now I want ice. Cream. The ice cream's good, but the chocolate is like it's so like fake to me. It doesn't mm. taste like you mm. know what I mean. I probably have had one. I'm real bougie about sweets. <laughs> I don't no, like no, I want much. one. <laughs> what I was this thought... last weekend? You're like stepping such a fucking princess. Cause like, <laughs> I want to eat this piece of chocolate. Well, it was like a dime worth, and you're like. I'm going to throw it away. I was like, just eat it. Yeah. She called me out, but she was right. (laughs) (laughs) I ate it. (laughs) Nothing like shaming your friend into eating chocolate. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's loyalty right there. (laughs) All right, guys, we're almost done with my history here. So we have a really sad um, sack of our population that has been abused. (laughs) That's not funny. That's not funny. I was laughing. I'm laughing because you're thinking. I'm laughing because you said sad sack. (laughs) Sad sack. I love that saying. Um, You call someone a sad sack. (laughs) 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 That's a great diss. Oh my god. Okay, so I'll be serious about the No, being being serious for real. There are a lot of people, obviously, in our society that have been abused male or female and um unfortunately this phenomenon takes like as we said females are more prone to loving inmates than males are into loving lady inmates um because men have such high standards (laughs) (laughs) is that why um I don't that's a great question that's for another time I'm like I don't even know where to go with that so we should wait we should wait until we're able to find men on this podcast yeah ask them yeah wait but be which banter's my dating app (laughs) oh yeah yeah come on guys I don't know this (laughs) um okay so to wrap it up there was a woman who they changed her name to you know, protect her because it's still so stigmatized to be a l- inmate lover or lover of an inmate. I mean, it should be. Um, her name, her name is Julia, who met Bill. Quotes because again, name change on Inmates Connect. <laughs> <laughs> she wants people to rethink their stigmas about women in relationships with inmates. <laughs> of I course, love this you girl do. Already. Julia yeah. says they're not unstable or crazy. And by the by the way, Bill was convicted of murder and is currently serving a 25 year sentence. Oh, honey, she said some therapy. She says, (laughs) quote, people ask me, how can you fall in love with someone you've never seen in person before? Because I'm crazy. To that, I say, 
what is the biggest success of an indicator of a relationship? Communication. I talk to him for many hours on the phone. I know how he feels. I can hear it in his voice. And when he's happy, <laughs> sad. <laughs> this is so sad that she had a and when he's happy, uh, sad, or whatever feeling, I compare this to being in a long-distance relationship. Oh, my God. It's no different, end quote. Uh, no. The fact that you have to justify it, there's a lot of difference. Do you so, think she's putting all his... Because, uh, like, for prisoners to make, a collect, or to make a call out, isn't it really expensive? Because the yeah. prison system charges, like, an insane amount. Yeah, for, like, eight, like a yes. dollar a minute, probably, right? She's probably, like, spending oh thousands to talk to him. Probably. Oh. Roddy, how much was it when you were in there? Uh, well, it's, it was sixteen eighty four uh, for I think it was a like, eight minutes. Um, so if I just <laughs> did the deal. math quick, that's <laughs> yeah, a bargain. But Wait, honestly, let, let me look at the statement real quick. Let me just get this out. Real, um. <laughs> I mean, that lady, like, she must have been like spending a lot of money. Yeah. So that's what I've got on hyperophilia and uh, Bonnie and Clyde syndrome. Fascinating. Would y'all? <laughs> ride or die like Bonnie and Clyde if you were given the scenario probably I fucking totally would would what say it again like a Bonnie and Clyde scenario ride or die let's fucking do this absolutely I would do that for love the end of my segment (laughs) good job any questions class I have a lot of questions about the app besides how to use the apps and how to get that on them I can't help you with yeah, that and you don't have any of the answers I'll show you I'll show you later it's really a process to get your profile <laughs> set up yep <laughs> you get screened is he in prison yes there's, oh he's in I have there's a, great- a slight background check yep <laughs> I have a great question for you all. So what kind of, if you were on the app, right? What kind of like profile pictures would you use? Like, great question. Fellas, let's start with you. What photos? Me running through a field going, <laughs> suckers. <laughs> I'm free. Okay. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> Roddy, what you got? What, what do you have currently? What's your current profile? Well, I would just, it would just be a picture of me doing this. I'm sitting on the couch wearing my robe <laughs> with a microphone in front of my face. I'd probably, I'd probably braid my beard a little bit more. Probably make it look a little better. A couple beads you know? in there. What? Yeah. That's a great genius podcast idea. No one steal this idea. Trademarking this. Yeah. So your pen pal buddies with a prison inmate and you read the letters. Oh, so there is one similar. It's called oh. Ear Hustle. Ooh, but she interviews like this investigative journalist and she goes in and she interviews. Actually, she produces the podcast with an inmate and they talk about all the things about prison and how it works and all the under. It's really cool. Oh, mine was going to be more slimy. Hmm. Oh, I'm into slime. <laughs> well, you trademarked it. Mine should be a rom com. Oh, let's do it. <laughs> I own 50% already. So we're okay. business partners. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right. My what would your picture be? I know I asked the question. No, yeah. like, I don't have an answer. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think too. Mine would be like uh I'm thinking Orange is the new black where they try to like make like sexy prison costuming <laughs> <laughs> and they like cu- cut it. Yeah, that'd be great. That's what I would try to do, but well you if know. you guys are going for inmates, I think you guys should dress up as like guards, sexy oh, yeah. guards. Ooh. There you go. I'm sure they sell them around Halloween. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I was one for my whole Halloween days, freshman year. Nice. Uh, 
guard? Mm-hmm. Something like that. Or detective. I don't know. Sexy detective. <laughs> <laughs> I always like to do like scary Halloween outfits. Yeah, you do really. She does good shit Halloween. Yeah, we saw that one picture. Oh, with Vol- me being Voldemort? Yeah, that was yeah. good. Oh, that was a good one. I like that one. Yeah, I usually like to dress as a guy. I think it's more fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you want to tell them in the world about She's whispering something oh, that I can tell them. I can. Okay. I didn't know if it was proprietary information. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of Amy liking to dress up as a guy, um, she has a theory or no, not a theory, a concept that she's going to do and it's going to be her moneymaker. She's going to quit her job here very soon. I introduce you to the drag king, Justina a, a- Bieber. <laughs> Dang, there you go. You can Justina do that. Ada Beaver. Don't you think that's a clever or drag a beaver, name? excuse me. Yeah. I, I like it. Ada Beaver? No, because that's really close to my name. <laughs> <laughs> that's where I got the inspiration. Well. Yeah, from your name. <laughs> my my nick my nickname is Tina. Is it why is it Tina? Yeah, why is it Tina? I have no idea how I got it. I had a friend that Justin, Justina, and then it just became Tina. I like it. Do we call and you everybody Tini? calls me Tina. Actually, I'm TC. That means auntie. No, you're not TC. I'm TC. But what's up, Tina? Is it? And, <laughs> and it literally, like at bowling, I was on the honor board and it said Tina Van Deventer. And we had, we hosted <laughs> like, yeah, we hosted state and everybody's looking at our honor board and they're like, man, that Tina girl, she can bowl really good. I'm like, yeah, nice to meet you. I'm Tina. <laughs> they're like, <It's> China. <laughs> or do we you all say crazy. it at the same time? I now? Know. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you guys ready? They can't do it. We'll do it for you guys. It's cool. All right. All right. Peace, be Peace be witches. Peace be witches. Okay, we'll get some water and we'll spend we'll that home. Okay. Peace be witches. There it is. Hey, guys. Hope you guys enjoyed that first half. Um, That was the history and the psyche of prison romances. Now we're actually going to get into the second half of this episode. And uh, Vandy, what's what's the second half about? This is where we shine, baby. This is where this is where we come in and tell our stories, what we researched and got into. This is when we actually get a chance to all the hard work that we put in looking up this story, trying to say it. Like I, I had a tough time. I, I feel just trying to make sure that I, I, I was articulate about everything. I wanted everybody to get it out and I wanted to make sure that I told the story correctly. I didn't yeah. want to mess anything up. Yeah. I had to so really was, enunciate. Yeah, exactly. And like, this is like, obviously we do some preparation for our episodes, but this was a little bit more in depth. So. Yeah. Yeah. There was, it felt like I was back in school again, man. <laughs> little, little homework. Yeah, we had some homework on a podcast, which is a little different for us. Yeah, we usually shoot from the hip. Yeah, for sure. So, no well, further. Sweet. Well, I hope you guys in, enjoy the second half of the the episode. Again, this is the the stories of prison romances. And here you go. Well, that was the history of the Bonnie and Clyde syndrome, and uh, ladies who love inmates, prisoner daddies. Now we have the Justins here with us still. Thank you guys for hanging around for the history to tell us all about ladies who love men in prison. Who wants to go first? Yeah, we never discussed who's who the lucky winner. First. Chicken dinner. Roddy, Roddy, you can go first, man. All right, sweet. I'll go first. All right, so my story <laughs> is about Daniel and Petra. 
Um, so it's actually, it's uh, the story I'm going to tell, it's actually going to be in their perspective. Okay. So when I'm saying this, this is actually going to be from their perspective. So it's going to start with Daniel, then go to Petra, then go Daniel, Petra. I'll kind of tell you when the switch happens. Okay. Um, but yeah, so it's kind of an interesting little story. So I feel like we're um, going to be lost. No, I'll, I'll, I'll make sure that <laughs> has you guys no faith in you at all. <laughs> wow. There's your confidence boost. <laughs> I may, I might be stupid, but I'm good at telling stories. I think. Okay. Well, hey, I'm the storyteller here, man. Okay, we'll see who does a better job. Ooh, yeah, we'll vote. Like, like I said, I'm, I'm a better storyteller. Um, <laughs> Challenge dropping it. Oh, dropping yeah. it. All right. So this is again. I'm going to start from Daniel's perspective, okay, and okay. he's talking talking about um, basically how their relationship got started. Um, about their relationship while it was happening in prison and then their relationship after prison. Okay. So, yeah. So they've, they've been actually together for, for quite some time. So um, I married Petra in June of 2013. Okay. By November, I was arrested for five counts of armed robbery. Oh. Yep. And he was put in maximum security <gasps> prison. Nope. Uh, so, and he actually, he was, and he ended up being considered the, um, he felt really bad for his crimes. And so he actually, he returned the wallets more than um, one person actually turned them away with strong language. Cause he obviously <laughs> took them with force, yeah. um, but he was, he was, yeah, he was known as the apologetic bandit. Oh. And yep. So that's exactly like what the press deemed him as um, he was accused of 18 robberies and he, this all occurred on one really bad week. In Damn, August. that's a bad week. No yeah. shit. Do we know what Daniel looks like, by the way? I'm just curious. Uh, he looks like this. Yep. He looks like that, if you guys can see. So oh. he has, like, long hair. He looks like, um, my goodness. Oh, he my looks God, like an someone. actor. What the fuck is his name? Fabio. I was going to say that, or, like. Fabio Light. Yeah, Fabio Light. Yeah. Yep. So he looks like that. Oh, it's this one. Not not her. It's him. Yeah. Him. <laughs> <laughs> and the girl looks pretty, Yeah, too. she's pretty. Yep. So, um, but he ended up, he was doing hard drugs and entered his life. Yep. He was a New York university student um, in less than two years um, of narcotics ruined basically everything he had worked for. Yeah. What kind of drugs um, are you talking? It Meth. just says hard drugs. Oh. Yeah. It just says hard drugs. It doesn't specify what drugs he was doing, okay. but I assume all stuff. of the above. Got it. Yep. And then, uh, so he was trying to clean up and his reward for sobriety was marriage. So he ended up marrying Petra um, before he ended up going to prison. Um, Sorry, I have a question. Self-imposed yep. reward or like she said, I will reward you with my hand in marriage if you quit. It is, it's a self and yeah, self-imposed. Like okay. he, he, he considered that his, his prize, but um, um, got it. He, he, was, he wasn't ready for it. He thought he was. And shortly after he got married, um, cause she didn't know anything ab about any of this at this point. Oh, wow. So, so she, they, they met on a subway, but we'll get to that here in a second. Okay. okay. But, um, so he wasn't ready for this. And soon after he actually, he relapsed and it was worse than ever. And that's when he ended up getting arrested and going to prison. Wow. So he was juggling debts to bad people. Um, he, oh, actually it does say right here, um, a daily hundred dollars of heroin. Oof. Damn. is what he was yep was what he was doing Christ. and he had a doomed job of teaching he wasn't 
wasn't into teaching and he was doing all this stuff. So it just wasn't for him. And he was hot. You're on drugs. That's why I was looking at you. I'm like, how? uh?" I don't know how you would do that. Yep. And he was hiding all of this from his bride. So they they met on the subway. Yep. They met on the subway in 2002. And he he kept pestering her on the subway. And he was pestering her um, in both Russian and in French. He spoke both languages and she spoke both languages. And this intrigued her enough to take his business card. And on his business card, he wrote lifestyle artist. And so that also kind of, it kind of also got her interested. Bullshit artist. Yeah, that's what it sounds like (laughs) to me. Yep. And and so she's a worldly girl. And so she was just very interested that he knew more than one language um, and that he was a lifestyle artist. So she she started falling for him. Um, And then their courtship was actually short, but her visa was up. And so they either had to part ways or take the plunge and get married. So that's kind of the, one of the reasons why they had to do this so early. And again, she didn't know anything about his stuff at this moment. So she's just marrying a guy that she met on a subway, basically. Wow. And just, yeah. Yep. So she doesn't know any of this. We both lied to each other. She was 30, not 27. Ooh. And three yep. years that's a big difference yep so <laughs> so they were yeah so they were both basically the same amount of evil um <laughs> i mean i don't know doing hard drugs and going to prison a little bit different yeah. than lying about three years why would you feel the need to i can understand if you're like lying about 10 years maybe but three, three years, years like yeah. what, what's the point of that what's that's the benefit stupid. yeah I, I i wouldn't be able to tell you <laughs> Maybe she just likes to lie to lie. Or some, some might like have that. like weird fetish where they don't date women over 20. Or yeah. Well, yeah. Nah, maybe his was 27. So she's like <laughs> yeah. right at that cusp. <laughs> yeah. So then she found out that she had married a heroin addict in stages, um, beginning with $5 bills missing. <clears throat> and uh, just uh, he had a, um, a bag of dirty needles. And it, that fell from beneath the sink that she found. And obviously, that, though? yeah, again, I'm not sure. Um, so then willful, he finally left. Willful ignorance. Yep. So after she found out about all this, so he left his freedom in handcuffs on November 13th of 2003, um, suspecting that his marriage was over. Um, and then he pretended that he would understand if she chose to leave, because obviously he didn't want her to leave. He still like really loved her, yeah. but he like had to pretend that, that he was going to be understanding. But Petra said that she would actually think about it. And that was enough for him to at least be okay with trying to see what his chances are. Okay. Uh, and then prison made him grow up really fast. Obviously there's a lot of, a lot of lessons you can learn in prison. Mm-hmm. Um, they pretended that all was well as if, everything was normal and like everything was happening um, in a, in in a traditional relationship. And he pretended that his bunkie just didn't stab somebody in the face three yards away from him. And so there's, there's that. Um, After, uh, after a little while though, he was able to turn his, his, what he calls his chubby roundness into a bodybuilder's physique, because (laughs) obviously that's one thing you can do in prison. You can make yourself look really good. Maybe yeah, and then you go to prison for that. Amy. Yeah, we're this- just talking about how we will never get hot girl summer on point. <laughs> well, the food would be shitty, so you wouldn't want to have. You probably wouldn't have much yeah. of an appetite. True. 
Like, do I want slop for dinner or do I want slop for dinner? So all we have to do is go to prison <laughs> to be skinny. Yes. <laughs> um, he did most of this to just to impress her, obviously. Um, but he, uh, he also wanted her to have something to write home about after their conjugal visits because they were in a, a state that actually allowed conjugal visits. And I'll tell you kind of the length later on, but it, it was at least enough for them to try to continue the relationship outside of like writing letters and talking on the phone and stuff like that. Which conjugal should um, be allowed, in my humble opinion, federally, just blanket, let's do this. This is why people get violent in prison. We all have needs. You got to let it out. I'm just saying. That's my... Yep. That's my pedestal. <laughs> prison, <laughs> my prison pedestal. Is that your TED talk? <laughs> but he believes that all of his efforts that he was doing, like to transform his body, um, that he was also trying to like write her, uh, make sure that like their relationship stayed, it stayed strong. So he believed that all of his efforts um, allowed him a place in her life. And so he was trying to basically do that just to stay in her life. And obviously it, it, it worked for for the meantime um and obviously like i said there is a a little bit after prison so you'll you'll see that here in a little bit um so now it goes to petra's i'm actually kind of saying this from both from just our perspective um but now it's going to talk about a little bit about petra <coughs> that her husband was very talented um and he was very overly fond of praise and so he basically did everything just he wanted people to love him and he so didn't words of affirmation is his love. Language. Yes. yes. Yep. That, that is his love language. Yes. Confirm. And, um, yep. <laughs> and Daniel's father is the mold that he was trying to, to cast himself in. His dad was, um, they each thought they were geniuses and that they were right all the time. And they, they'd never be able to let anybody forget that. So they want everybody to know that they are like the smartest person in the room. And in Daniel's case, he ended up, he usually was the smartest guy in the room. And he did that for about a decade running while he was in prison. He was usually like the smartest guy in, wow. in his area. Um, soon his high opinion of himself was going to be tested though. He wanted to see how, or she wanted to see how he would do with his prison sentence. And so he was, she was just kind of letting him live his life, but also like knowing like, this is just an option for me. I don't have to do this if I don't want to. But uh, Daniel would have to experience um, a lot of people uh, going after her because it's basically the world against him mm -hmm. and he was in prison. So it's, it's, it's a tough one. So she was curious about how he was going to handle that situation and how he was actually going to make it through. Um, she obviously had an ul ulterior motive for coming to America. Um, she wanted to find culture. And she wanted, she loved the independent films. And that was one thing that brought her to here. Um, and obviously like what he brought to her fascinated her and she wanted to get to know him and the culture a little bit more. And this is just a very unique experience of the culture that she wanted to obviously see what it was about. So, and it was a little bit different than Europe. She's actually, she's from Europe and they ended up writing two pages a day to each other. Wow. Damn. Yep. So it was, it was a lot of writing and of letters, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like yep. and, you wouldn't have much to write about after a while. Well, it, they did have a lot to write about because she actually said that she grew tired of the, the re repetitive violence and outrage that she always like that he always wrote about, mm -hmm. but it kept her amused for years and wow. he just kept writing. Yeah. They, they just kept writing back and forth for, for obviously for 10 years while he was in there. Wow. And, wow. uh, 
now and now he actually he writes for a living today oh that's cool yep so that actually turned into his career that's right but um it, it his he also came with a family and his family was she she cherished his family okay and she she actually considers their family part of the reason why they actually stayed together because they were actually that was basically her her main form of communication was the family um her mother passed when she was 16 and her father failed to fill the void and her sister escaped into her own marriage so she didn't have anything to do really with her own family and so she dived into her marriage and obviously daniel's family as well Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, so um, Daniel wasn't a financial burden to her at, at all because of the family. And so that was another reason why she was able to stay in the relationship okay. because she didn't have to worry about any of the finances. Her fam- or his family actually took care of that. So they were actually financially well off. And so they were able to, to handle all of that to keep her in the, in the marriage. Um, so he can definitely thank his family for that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, um, now it goes back to Daniel's perspective. Um, it made a, a project basically for both of them. So her project was him and his project was to basically impress her. And so they just kept kept writing back and forth, made phone calls and their conjugal visits obviously were a, probably a, a big part of that. Um, probably kind of hot too. <laughs> well, yeah, you should probably talk down to it. <laughs> oh, yep. It says uh, most lovers carry idealized images of their partners squinting to who they are actually in bed with (laughs) until they finally fit the imaginary person that they're actually with and so because they were in prison they were like he was in prison he was honest with her every everything that ever happened like he was super honest and Hmm. obviously she was honest with him as well and so they got to know the real them basically through their writing and all that um the trick can usually like you can usually trick somebody into this throughout a lifespan, but they were not able to do that because they weren't with each other every single day, but they were writing and they were writing obviously different than how you would interact with somebody on a day to day basis. So um, and it just the fact that they didn't get to look at each other every day also probably helped is what they said. Um, they, they said for some reason yeah, that the lust. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Kind of like my chick in the end, and you know, kind of had a point that it is like a long distance relationship where you're building all that tension and lust and you need to get to see the person's shit is on. Yep. Yeah. And it says right here, um, Petra was able to see all the holes in my armor because he was, he was completely honest Mm -hmm. with her. So she knew everything before, during and after prison. So um, as a result, we know each other as well as two people can Um, the different Oh, even different than those of like friends or family or relatives, they were able to get to know each other on a much more personal level, they feel, because of the honesty in the writing. Um, The project took, obviously, took 10 years, but, and it cost thousands in postage, um, consumed acres of trees and oceans of ink, but they they ended up thinking it was, it was obviously worth it because they're still together today. Our marriage was... Yep, it was it survived prison. And uh, obviously, a lot of convicts try to like, they end up burning the bridges, they usually end up getting in these relationships and using the other person to get them stuff to bring stuff into prison so they can sell and like do that. But that, that wasn't this case, they were actually able to to have an actual relationship and build on that, mm-hmm. which was pretty neat. Um, yeah, that came yeah, up in and- my in my psych a lot, actually, what exactly what you're, you're saying, where 
you you're stripped away of all the false like uh images of the person and (coughs) you're so real and raw that it builds like quote-unquote actual ideal partnership from from what the psych said um so that tracks is what i'm saying it's interesting yeah, he ended up uh, also like making her things in prison. So he made her a leather uh, bracelet that he I'm made. Laughing like a sheep. Um, <laughs> that would have been she great. snuck him in one. Yeah. yeah. He also uh, used to cut off his ponytail. He would grow out his ponytail and mail it to her. Oh, just no. To- no, 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 no. Yeah, That's so Men do not do he- that. No. Well, they, they actually, it's, it sounds like it's a, a thing that actually happens in prison to point out how many years that it took to like grow and like that's how long they've been apart i guess is kind of the the so sentiment creepy. behind it yeah I, I i i'm not saying it's not i'm just saying <laughs> that's part of the story and it sounds like it's pretty popular so that's gross um, in that in that community um <laughs> hey you he, better learn i guess you can't <laughs> buy person. your uh like chick a ring so you gotta do something I'm good on getting your hair, thanks. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, And then going back to Petra, um, she says that the gifts he sent uh, were never, he never missed a holiday card, um, but it it was never a substitute for his his presence. Like she wished he was always there, but he did always send the cards and presents and stuff (laughs) like that. My man's sent me a holiday card every year. He never misses Valentine's Day because he has nothing else to do. Yeah, I was going to say, he has nothing else to look forward to. <laughs> I mean, if you miss Valentine's Day, I feel like she has yeah. to like, yeah. I mean, that would be yeah. end all be all. Not prison. But the fact that you're in prison, yeah. you're write me a Valentine's yeah, Day card. That's where I draw the line. That's it. I, I, I want to I hear the lie that when he does miss something, like, I was pretty busy that day. I just, you know, I had a lot going on. <laughs> yep. That was, that was my workout day, you know, that I had. Yeah. It was arms and I couldn't lift the pen. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, she says not only was it hard to trust him, because obviously she didn't like know exactly what was going on, but she, she still trusted him that he was telling her everything. Um, but she was also had like Daniel's friends were even telling her not to stay with him. And that she was wasting her time and making a huge mistake. So she was actually not only fighting like her inner self, she was fighting uh, his friends and uh, the family didn't seem to be against it. They actually seemed to be for it, but um, the friends were not, they didn't think he was, it was going to be a good idea, but Hmm. I don't, uh, she was still, yep. Yeah. I think he's got good friends or she's got good friends of his. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But uh, she was willing to give it a chance, and she was in one of the three states in America that allowed the conjugal visits. So they actually had 40, 44 hours of time together every time they had their conjugal visits wow. um, in oh, privacy. Nice. All right. So that was probably where they were able to build up the relationship, obviously, outside of the mailbox and, and stuff like that. But um, inside box. something else. <laughs> yeah. 44 hours. That's a um, long time. That's what yes. I was thinking, too. I thought that was way longer than I was ever going to think that they would actually get, like, ever. I think an hour. I was thinking, like, four hours yeah. max. Wow. Well, well if, it's con- if it was a conjugal visit, I was, I was thinking, like, two minutes. Is that, that's all you need, right? <laughs> probably still leaves a minute still leaves a minute 50 for cuddling yeah exactly 
Um, so yeah, like I said, it was the whole world against him. So she was going back and forth, like throughout this whole time, like does she stay, does she go? Like what, what should she do? Um, and then this is again, going back to Daniel's um, perspective. Um, so he, he was a con man and he was, he was a manipulator, but he was trying not to do this with her. He actually wanted to be authentic with her. So he was actually trying to be his authentic self and not go back to his, his ways that he did before, like when he was addicted. Um, so everything in the, in prison cost about 10 times the amount than it would on the street. So it did, he was like, had the, the thought of trying to do this with her um, and trying to manipulate her and get him stuff in prison so he could make money and stuff like that. But he never did it. So that was, it was always, <laughs> it was a good, good part of the story for me. Um, they thought that, he always thought that the marriage was going to fail and that at any point that it was just going to end. He, he thought that she would just leave any day and stop writing and just stop talking with him all, all together, but it never happened. And uh, yeah, so I mean, they're, they're obviously together today and this is them, a picture of them like a little bit. I don't know if you guys can see that. Yeah. yeah. So you, Do you, know, you can what, tell a little bit of time has passed. Do you know what year they start? Like how long they've been together? You might have said, already said that. Yep. So they started, uh, they got married in 2003 and they met in 2002. Okay. And sorry, he's yep. out now, or is that a conjugal visit? That picture. So um, th- th- he's out now. Okay. Yep. Yep. So he is out of prison. Um, they said meeting on a train was very lucky, but what followed was very hard. Um, but the years that they were able to, I uh, quote, undress each other, um, <laughs> through like through yeah, through obviously yeah. the conjugal visits and through just writing and getting to know who the real them is, um. They think that was key in their relationship and getting to know who the actual person was behind the relationship. Um, this is Daniel after he got out of marriage. So when I returned to share a bed with Petra every night, I knew, uh, whoops, sorry. I knew her in a better way than I knew anybody, any other person. Knowing each other's curves uh, completed the project and unlocked our happiness. So just getting to know them before, like he basically got a chance to spend 10 years getting to know her before he actually spent every day with her and share a bed every night. So he, he felt like he knew her more than anybody he's ever been able to, to know. Wow. Um, Long time in the top. So he, (laughs) (laughs) so he said it was the hardest battle he's ever fought, but it was the, the greatest reward in his life was to, to have the relationship and, and have it last and yeah, last wow. through prison. Wow. I give her mad props so much credit that I couldn't even yep. express 10 years. Hell no. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, no. Do you know? So I think kids? on your, um, it didn't say, yeah. I'd be curious to know if they ended up ever having kids or if, Probably you too know, old now. Or yeah, if, you probably know, not. He's probably too old by the time. Yeah. No, that's true. I don't know. Or like, you know how but well, you could probably have kids from the visits, right? That's what I'm saying. Maybe they're mm. one of those well, I would assume they have our marathon. <laughs> I would assume they didn't because or at least like when the article was made, because they, it wasn't mentioned. And obviously, like they did talk to them after his right. sentence was up. So I would imagine if they do have kids, they would be younger and it would be after the fact that. Yeah, they- sure. Yeah. Wow. Yes, I imagine you don't have to use birth control in those visits. No, you can't regulate. You can't 
I mean, the fucking triangle. You can't tell a woman when and where to use birth control. I know you shouldn't, but sometimes in those situations, you're like, really, should you reproduce with that serial killer? <laughs> Not saying well, in he, your situation. He, he, I was gonna say he wasn't a serial killer. No, yes. I know in your story. <laughs> not in your story. He's defending uh, him. But in other stories, he's my buddy. He's, he's only a buddy. heroin abuser, and yeah, he, he was still a really nice guy. Yeah, <laughs> charming. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm just saying, like maybe for people who are like have a like, like you're. I know, like if they're visiting a serial killer, then maybe then it should be considered. Yeah. Because I wonder, like, being a sociopath and psychopath, if that can be genetic. Genetic. Yeah, I think it is. But yeah, at least then you know your kid's gonna be dedicated. <laughs> <laughs> she's dedicated. Let's be real. Yeah, she's she's the, a dedicated one. She's the she had one. nothing like, else to do besides write like, a holiday card every fucking. Yeah, never miss <laughs> a holiday. Good job. <laughs> That like I said, that was the greatest part of the whole story. He never <laughs> missed a holiday or a celebration. Yeah, my husband could be more like that. <laughs> or you just got to start using heroin on the regular. Hundred dollars jail, you'll never miss a holiday. <laughs> well, like I said in the the first episode, like that you guys were asking about us and what we were looking for i was just looking for somebody with passion i mean if they're if they're passionate about killing people yeah like I said, it, just it, it's a passion it. yeah that's yeah. it <laughs> they found a hobby that's all that matters yeah <laughs> yep I, I like disc golf they like stabbing people like, yeah. i mean like, there's, there's yeah. different you know. things you throw discs she throw knives yeah <laughs> both very tactical with the hands you know <laughs> the connection I mean, people honestly will do anything for love. Like that is to me, desperate, desperation. <laughs> oh my God. Like, I don't know, like 10 years in, think you can meet someone else. But I won't do that. There's what I won't do. <laughs> yeah. Not going to wait 10 years while you're ass in prison. Mm-hmm. What about mm-hmm. nine years? What's, what's the most amount of time you'd wait? It depends what the crime was. And oh. if they were put away. If I'm it- sorry, you're actually <laughs> No, I am. <laughs> she really. Is. What if they were wrongfully accused? True, but well, depends what the crime was because people get put away for really stupid things sometimes. Yeah, if it was like a thing of weed, then okay, that's bullshit. But yeah, if it was a violent all right, crime, all right, all right, put it this way. Put it this way. What if uh, Corey got in a car accident, gets charged with manslaughter, and he's looking at ten years? Oh my god, don't put that in the universe. Yeah, I don't know. It's dark. It's but, hard to think about. What would you do? I don't know. I, I don't know. You sticking around ten years now? Hmm? You gonna oh, stick yeah. around ten years now? Guys, no, I can't say this on recording. <laughs> <laughs> Mom listens to. Oh this. yeah, she does. <laughs> Hi, Robin. Okay. I would stay for ten years for sure. <laughs> <My mom> was... <laughs> it's okay. You you can tell us after the recording. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, ten years is a long time. <laughs> Sorry, Corey. <laughs> That's my other question. Did Petra get some D on the side? You know what I mean? Like she when it have. wasn't 44 hour rule time or go time. I bet she was getting hers too. And I hope she was because. He couldn't be mad at her though. <laughs> I don't think you could be mad. Could you? Heck no, absolutely no right to be. Yeah. Are you kidding me? He, uh, uh, he's, he was faithful for 10 years. <laughs> well, I'm well, sorry. How do you, how, <laughs> how, yeah. Hey, how do you know he wasn't getting any D on the side? That he probably <laughs> most definitely was. Yeah. 
both of them who knows that's right yeah i'm just saying i mean i'm willing to bet he was (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i I, mean i hope she was there are people who like to be in relationships where they're like committed to someone but they don't have to see them very much so prison might be the ideal situation for those people yeah i mean i kind of covered that yeah you only see them on your terms like hey i don't feel like seeing him today well i'm not gonna go visit real solid relationship to me (laughs) (laughs) what's he gonna do yeah Yeah, exactly that's true and he's like he'd like if he like i'm gonna dump you be like okay who else are you gonna find (laughs) yeah yeah good luck on that app (laughs) man well that was a really good story i like how it was um lesser known and not a serial killer yeah i liked it kind of was almost sweet a little bit i found myself rooting them on just a tiny bit yeah yeah that's exactly that's exactly how i felt while i was reading the thing because i'm like okay well I, I, I totally like towards the end, I like totally forgot that he was in prison. I'm like, oh, this is this is pretty neat. I like this guy. And I'm like, oh, wait, yeah. I can't. Nope. <laughs> no, I I'm excited. That. I'm excited for the Disney movie. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's, like right. I said. That's right. Presenting conjugal visits for 44 hours. <laughs> a love story by Pixar. Yeah. <laughs> it could be like a lifetime movie. Oh, like, definitely. Can you imagine the dramatic scene of her, like her re- running out to his arms, like when he's finally out of prison? <laughs> oh, I imagine. You know what I'm imagining? Yeah. Those kinds of visits. She's but... she's she's envisioning that the triple X version of the the movie. Yeah. Bing! <laughs> so you're leaning yeah. more to porn. I'm leaning more to Lifetime movie. I'll, I'll put money on it. Them. I'll put money on it. There's a the little red cor- red convertible sitting outside the prison. <laughs> so, <laughs> so do you guys character mm. if you had to pick an actress or oh actor. Uh, shit can i see the pictures again yep here i gotta Let's here see. i gotta put my cap on my my water i don't want to spill my water everywhere all right here's the this is the before prison picture oh my god uh kate winslet for sure no she looks like monica from friends so courtney cox a little yeah, bit that's her name yeah okay and then the guy, I can't put. I know he looks like he does one. look like an actor. Uh oh my god, Ryan Seacrest, right there. Latin Ryan, Ryan Seacrest. Seacrest. I was gonna say, uh, I was gonna say Jay from like Jay and Silent Bob. Dude, I think he oh, looks like Chris. Oh yeah. I th- I think he looks like Chris from Jackass. Oh yeah, Chris That's a good one. Yeah. Oh my god! Yes. Sorry, I. Was forced to watch that the other day. Um, yes, hey, holy shit, this, he does. Here's another picture. I didn't show you guys this one. He looks like they look kind of rough there. Like they. Yeah. Kate Winslet shit. still. I stand by that original. It's a. Well, you know. And then this might... is it, This is the last picture. Okay, they're not Kate Winslet. That would be more. Oh, I'm so bad at the actors' uh, names and actresses. It's a model. Oh my god. Or Julia Roberts. I'm seeing a little Julia, Julia Roberts, Roberts yeah, right guy. there. I see Julia on this one. Mm-hmm. The guy, I can't tell. And oh I don't God, think we the should guy post. Scrubs, but he got has to gain like yes. 40 pounds. Uh, Zach Braff. Ooh, that's a Zach Braff. Uh, that'd be a, that'd be a good one. Um, I don't know if we should post the pictures, um, just because I don't know if we're supposed to or not. But as long as you um, if you guys are, we'll I was gonna say if you guys sure. are, are looking for this this. Um, story all you have to do i just googled um the prison stories but if you 
Google Daniel and Petra's love story, and it was posted by The Guardian. Oh, that's a good newspaper. We'll post yeah. the pictures yep. too, though. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, so people can just let let us know which actor mm-hmm. or actress. Zach Braff nailed it. Just saying. Yep, that was a good that was a good call. Thanks. Thanks. Well, thank you for sharing that. That was awesome. Yeah, of course. So we're gonna take it from a love story to a psychopath serial killer story. That's right. very not as sweet. <laughs> is that right? It- yeah, pretty much. And the reason I really kind of picked this out is because he's old as fuck and the girl is me and Amy's age. Wow. How old how old is he? Uh he's dead now. He yeah, was like, I thought he died recently ish. Oh. Like about two years part. ago. Yeah, he died at the age of eighty three. She okay. was that old? Jesus yeah. Christ. And uh <laughs> yeah, she she was born in nineteen eighty eight. Oh, that's oh, my birth year. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. 32. So, We're talking yeah. about Charles Manson for all the people at home. Yeah. <laughs> Charlie Manson. Yeah. So, yeah, mine's about Charles Manson and uh, Afton Burton, a.k.a. Star. Star? Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So, um, I'm just going to read my story. I'm not going to try to talk through it like Roddy did. I would read too. <laughs> so. It's hard to remember details. It is. Yeah. Yeah. So um Charles Manson, arguably the most infamous serial killer who never actually murdered a soul. That kind of attention seemed to have evaporated once he was in prison for life in August of 1970. Okay, sorry, I feel well, ignorant. I didn't know he never actually murdered. He just had the family do it. Well, on yeah, he was, right? yeah. He, he was he was more of a cult leader. Okay. Yeah, like brainwash people. Okay, you, you yeah, drink, you drink the Kool Aid. I never purpose. knew he just didn't have a ha- actual physical hand in the act. Wow. Okay. Yeah, he is like, I drank the Kool Aid. He's the whole yeah. mm-hmm. line yep. behind it. Yep. So well, actually, twice married. Sound, but <laughs> <laughs> twice married and twice divorced, the helter skeltered f- figurehead did. However, start up a new romantic relationship at the ripe age of 80. Afton. Um, Ew, oh my God, no. Yeah, yeah. Afton Elaine Burton, also known as Star, first contacted the, the aging cultist in 2007 when she was 17 years old. Oh, oh sick. What's wrong with her, too? Yeah. Trauma, unresolved traumas. I mean, I shouldn't fuck. Oh, 80? Oh, yeah. and in prison. Okay, Sorry. first of all, eighty, and in prison, and then you got in prison. Oh no! Like, honey, like you could have went to. I always said this: you could go to a bar, close <laughs> your eyes, spin around, and point, and probably the first person you're pointing at is going to be a better pick than that. Uh huh. Hundred. <laughs> um. So, who is Afton Burton? You might ask yourself. Well, Afton Burton was born in Bunker Hills, Illinois, in 1988. According to the Daily Beast, the Midwesterner's hometown was comprised of one stop sign and a poultry population of 1,800 people. A right old one-horse town. Meth Vernon has, like, what, triple the population? Yeah, right? Dang. (laughs) As your traditional American farm village, there probably wasn't too much excitement around. This is, of course, the natural foundation for any classical hero's journey. That's not to say Afton Burton was a savior of any kind, though that's certainly a notion anyone with big dreams from a small town may think before spreading their wings. So her dreams were huge. 
Yeah, real big. <laughs> Full of stars, honey. Leave that stop sign behind. <laughs> so when Afton Burton was 19, she did just that. The Burton home was situated, uh, yeah, situated right behind a lake and had a big wooden porch uh, adorned with an American flag. This homestead wasn't quite enough for Afton Burton, though. And in 2017, she took out $2,000 in savings and ventured to Corcoran, California. Corcoran, California, while bigger than Bunker Hill, wasn't any sort of cosmopolitan town. It may have seemed an odd first choice to anyone else headed at West, but Burton had a goal in mind. She wanted to become the loyal bride of Charles Manson. Wow. wow. What a dream. Yeah, she's she living it, you know. Why? I just, the lot, like, why? Why would you dream about, like, marrying Brad Pitt? I mean, or so anyone. Great else. question. Like, set your ass for the bar is low. And also, like, how does? Well, she I feel like there's. She oh, picked a leader. She picked a leader. Oh. Well, God. Brad Pitt's a leader too. He's the leader of a lot of movies. <laughs> it's true. That's true. I know, man. I am. I just wow. Actually, he's in the movie with. Did you guys see this? The what? The Hollywood movie with him and Leo, and it's about the family um i i know what you're talking about but i can't remember oh what the name my of god it it's is. a tarantino movie it's like yeah. a new one yeah it's called the, it's hollywood something i think it's based off the uh, charles manson it's like takes you know how tarantino always flips endings on his scripts yeah um yep. he took he took it as if like they didn't murder uh the beautiful cheryl help me out the beautiful blonde actress oh my god sharon tate they and so as if oh i did watch that, that yeah was good. anyway brad pitt's in that speaking of hmm. brad pitt and the family <laughs> it was was it hollywood squares that's I it think that's what it was it's a hollywood <laughs> something that's it yeah oh but no but it has hollywood in it for real and i, I know remember. what movie you're talking about now i can't remember the name all right keep talking we'll look okay. it up sorry i'm like many have cited the physical similarities between afton burton and the loyal manson family members and murderesses susan atkin burton said he was the most famous guy in the world, as though that offered any informative look into her eternal life. On the other hand, a fascination with convicted killers and a generation raised to idolize the acquisitions of fame by any means may seem to offer more insight. As the principal of Burton's alma mater, Bunker Hill High School, Matthew Smith was primarily concerned with how this obsession of the 2006 graduate would affect the faculty and student body. I just don't want any teachers involved in that situation, he said, in reference to an interview requested with Burton's former professors. As it turns out, the Manson murders, which included the 1969 Sharon Tate murders, and oh, which sorry, LeBlanc the movie was called Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That's what it yes. is. Yes. Yep. And the LeBlanca murders has left people unwilling to discuss that more than 40 years after his incarceration, Burton's mother, her neighbors, and professors were all highly adverse to discuss Manson's at all. According to Burton, though, her initial attraction to the cult leader stemmed from this, the commentary of the state of the environment. When, Afton's Burton, when Afton Burton's friends turned her on to the Manson's environmental philosophy of the ATWA, Air, Trees, Water, and Animals, She'd heard enough. It could be that to Burton, these were the ideas of a man with strong moral character oh, and appreciation for the planet. What the <laughs> what the fuck? 
And to Burton, perhaps this was enough to erase his mis misdeeds. Wow. Okay, so what if this was your daughter? <laughs> like, what if your daughter came to you and was like, Daddy, I'm in love with A, a prisoner, and B, Charlie Manson? I would probably send them to a mental institute. Yeah, there'd definitely be some counseling going on. <laughs> yeah. I would be first just like, well, how did I fail so badly as a parent? Yeah. <laughs> that would part for, would get me. And then also I'd probably send my kid away for help. I was about to, yeah. Mm-hmm. Lock but he's up. in. <laughs> <laughs> but but he's into the he wants to save the world and he's just eradicating <laughs> he's really the into the environment are, yeah like eradicating Hi, the people you're in love aren't you <laughs> i wasn't before but now i'm starting I'm, I'm leaning that way I don't know. <laughs> drinking the kool-aid right i love kool-aid right. <laughs> <laughs> roddy i think, think you'd be the front of the line to get a glass <laughs> I'd be like, what's in the, it tastes a little funky, but I'm going to keep drinking. It. Dude, it's grape. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so she goes on to say, yeah, well, people can think I'm crazy. Afton Burton told Rolling, Rolling Stones, but they don't know this is what's right for me. This is what I was born for. According to the time, Burton's relationship with her parents hasn't suffered from this strange infatuation in the slightest. Through growing up as an energetic teenager girl under a devout Baptist family was often difficult. The bond between each member has stood firm over the years. So she's so still she's close still, to her parents? She still stays close to her parents. No way. Here. But maybe they think if they like, abandon her, it'll just make their relationship stronger her dad you'll see her stands behind her like 100 percent. what no okay there's something going well maybe on not now. maybe not stand behind her but he's like i'm it's still my baby girl i'm gonna love her and all like i don't know no no yeah. does he like stand behind her during the conjugal visits or yeah. <laughs> oh boy really oh buddy brought it there he's really supportive yeah they a real stand-up dad <laughs> You know, honey, if you do this, he'll he'll really enjoy if you do. This. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, no. And this is what happens when. <laughs> Ooh, yikes! So she goes. I was forcefully excommunicated from my friends for a long period of time in my teen years. Claim okay, Burton. I can understand I, why. Yeah, you know, I couldn't have any contact at all with any of them. It had a big effect on my life. Starburton's father. Phil rejected the notion that he kept his daughter secluded from her peers. Burton was has since admitted that she has a very positive relationship with her family and contacts them on the regular basis to stay in touch. And while her father minces no words when it comes to Manson's and stated ad, ad, adamantly that he won't be hopping on a plane to attend the wedding, he also made it clear that nothing in this world could ever keep him from maintaining a relationship with his child we have not we have not we are not going to and we never will no matter what she does in her life disown our daughter he said i love my kid more than life itself so the dad definitely didn't support it but he didn't stop her as a dad like for real what would you do like if this is your baby girl what do you what's the scenario this is crisis management just just so you know Crisis comes. <laughs> like I, like I said, I'd be, I'd be taking her to therapy for sure. There's no, I mean, 
she's at the time is 18 so i mean it's not like you can stop her yeah there's only so much you could do at that age yeah and at one point too like i think you were saying it was like it's sweet that that dad loves your daughter his daughter that much right but man it's like enabling her almost yeah yeah no i don't know i'd be like can you pick anyone at at that at at this point at this point he's kind of just fuel onto the fire yeah um i have a story real quick a personal story but did i tell this to you guys i my ex boy my very first boyfriend and was a real bad kid and oh yeah you you told us this in the last one yeah my dad punched a hole in my bedroom wall when he found me like tried talking on the when it was a cord corded phone in the closet trying to hide like talking to him (laughs) and that motherfucker went to prison years later what do you know well real stand-up kid but my dad was like fuck no it's me or this asshole and i was like obviously i'm choosing my dad but (laughs) so your dad wouldn't be supportive in this situation no Mm, i don't think my parents would be either they probably wouldn't talk to me Mm -mm. well they probably wouldn't talk to you because you're married and they wouldn't want you to go outside your marriage you know Mm -hmm. that's probably part of it God, I don't know. I just don't. I, I don't know how. I wouldn't have respect for the person. Yeah. Like you don't respect yourself, obviously, if you love a murderer. Right. Yeah. This is not technically a murderer. I I definitely fucked up somewhere along the lines as a parent. Yeah. But I mean, like after the fact that you learn about it, and they're like in the relationship, like what worst thing can she do? You know, so she, there's only one way to go, and that's up from here, right? <laughs> yeah, that is true. I was like, mm, she could get pregnant, but never mind. He's 80, uh, so we're good. <laughs> we're good. I mean, that is rock bottom if there is one. <laughs> yeah. I'm just and trying I'm like, to say, I'm like, <laughs> man, if you guys break up, the next two you're going to date's going to look like Jesus or God. Comparison. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be praising them, like, hell yeah. Yes. <laughs> Do you think she dates any younger now? Or does do you think she still stays for No, she's into the eighties. She's into the eighties still. She's not smart though, because he probably doesn't have like anything to leave behind. If she's gonna date old men, you might as well date like an old guy who has something to leave Money behind. Besides a horrific legacy yeah. or an infamous legacy. Yeah. I don't know if he had money or not. He had to have something because he had a huge compound. Yeah, but don't you think they would take all that away? Yeah, because anything that's no, made about... No, I think it went to the family. Oh, yeah, you're right. It might have... He probably somehow got away with some back-ass rule, but for now, convicted... Like, I think he got the charges, but I don't think they took anything away from him because he didn't technically murder anybody. He just led him to suicide. Yeah. yeah. No, you can't... Um, But criminals can't profit off of their crimes. Um, So, like, books, mm. book deals, movies movie scripts they're not i don't know if it's a federal thing but in certain states especially california right where all the movies are made you can't the criminals cannot make a cent off of their story rights well how did oj if i did it oh i think they that's a it's a newer statute uh, i don't but yeah well, they, if they, I they, did they it, can make money they can make money off it. it it's just Sorry. Gotta be outside of prison hmm? Sorry, i missed what you said they, they can make money off of it. They just got to wait till they're out of prison. Are you sure? I think I thought they were banned from it, but they, they can't. They can't make money while in prison. Okay, is what I've heard. Is what I yeah, thought. I'm curious because 
um with all the true crime I listened to I know it was like a, a newer uh but Anna Delvey made three hundred thousand dollars off her show hmm I would be there's some there's there's maybe there's like speculations of like heinous crimes or something or like murder I feel like they shouldn't be able to make money off of it because it almost motivates probably other people well you guys just telling me that I can't make money on crime does I, I don't want to do any crimes now <laughs> yeah i mean we sorry you ruined your plan like, kill for that you know I mean? yeah i'm like I, I was thinking all of these crimes i could do and now i don't want to do any of them there goes your stellar bio for prisoner daddies i mean what are you going to put yeah. on there there goes there goes your 10-year plan <laughs> i'm gonna I track gotta... these people now what are you gonna do <laughs> i, I gotta reassess my life now i don't know I yeah you're gonna have to definitely get a new outfit. No, I like this outfit. I'll keep this <laughs> it does look very cozy. It does. I, I'm so comfortable. This is literally where I'm sleeping right tonight. This is my pillow. This is my blanket, and I'm just gonna lay down after the podcast and, and pass lights out. out. Oh wow, that sounds that, fabulous. That is my favorite robe, dude. It's oh, it's easy. a robe. Okay, I thought yeah, it's a robe. A okay, yeah, it's a robe. It's a robe. I, thought, I thought it was a jacket first too. We uh, we did uh. We called Moonlight, and that's all we wore was our robes. Love it. Not not, not every time. It was just, uh, like once or twice. One of events, yeah. yeah. That's still fun, though. I love that. We I remember Toga Night. That yeah. <laughs> yeah, to- Toga Night was fun. We suited up a lot. Uh, yeah, we did a lot of different things. I like it. We're stealing that idea. Thanks. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So for, for Burton, the notion that Charles Manson is an evil man was always nonsense. Though the man's last name has not been immoralized in the corridor of evil, Burton has remained adamant that the convict was falsely imprisoned. She's not alone in that theory. To be fair, though, the efforts she's gone to to in order to alleviate his situation has certainly never been matched. Oh. Yeah, so she thinks that he's 100% innocent. Wow. I can't wait to see what she did. Yeah. To try. She's She's been good to him, Burton's mother, Michelle, admitted. Um, Before Charles Manson died behind the bars at the age of 83, Star Star Burton did indeed take quite good care of her prospective husband. Adoring fans not dissimilar to the young Star Burton herself would send the convict money and gifts. Burton helped to manage the influx of money and presents that came from his fans as well as to update them about his aging conditions on mansondirect.com wow before what? he died yeah I'm so scummy so disgusting <laughs> yeah. but the young bride young, the young bride to be eventually revealed herself to want more than just ceremonial connection to the man in few short years before his death, it turned out that Afton Elaine Starr Burton was actually planning to secure the legal rights to his corpse. In Ew. order, to, wow! In order to display it for curious observers in a glass crypt for profit. Wow! Stop. Okay, what? sorry. So, first of all, Manson Direct still exists. Yep. And there's a whole Twitter episode, Twitter account. Wow. Yeah, Twitter. he's still making money off of this. Hey, what's from the grave? <laughs> what's what's the most updated um, on his on his health? Because that, that's what he was talking about was the health. What's his health status right now? Um, he's hanging in there. 
<laughs> I wanted to see what she'd say because he's he's uh, obviously I, I don't think he's hanging in there very well. <laughs> oh, so it was recent. What's the tweet? Love never dies. Eleven eleven thirty four. Transcript of blessing by C M. In this moment, we all find serenity and bliss and righteousness and truth. We accept life completely as forever. There's no beginning or end to it. We are. Man. Wow. How much better do you guys feel about yourselves right now? I'm feeling pretty good. <laughs> I feel like I'm an like, all-star person. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the, the worst, like, I mean... Well. I, I, I have a couple of rounds of disc golf that I didn't perform very well. <laughs> um, but other than that, I'm feeling pretty good. I know. I'm like, man, if you're feeling bad about yourself, just listen to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> or if a guy didn't DM you back, what are you talking about? Worry These about are great it. love stories. Like, <laughs> I wish my life could be more like this girl's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, all right. In a few short years before his death, it turned out that Afton Elaine Starburton was actually planning on the series. Oh, I already read that. Profit. All right. So <clears throat> the crypt for profit. Daddy, I'm going to marry Charlie. Star Burton allegedly told her father, Phil, on the phone one day. Oh, Star Burton and Manson had already developed a thoroughly relationship by that point. Burton visited her new babe, her new baby daddy. You yeah. can't conceive. <laughs> oh, Burton visited her new boo in prison. <laughs> I love it, her new boo. <laughs> Whenever she she could. According to the Daily Mail, the couple even got as far as acquiring a marriage license, but it expired wow. in February of 2015. Amid rumors of stars Burton's true intentions, Burton's father and mother, Melissa, denied the claims that their daughter merely wanted to secure the legal rights to the Manson's remains. According to the to Phil, the reason Star Burton and Manson failed to get married was that the prison officials were vehemently opposed to letting Manson get what he wanted. There were several complications that arose regarding the scheduling of the marriage, said Phil. There was a lot of time that he was unavailable because he was in solitary confinement. The rumors are that they, the prison authorities, were trying to make it difficult for them. There's no visitations, no phone calls, and no, no nothing when you're in solitary. Oh, poor guy. For, right. Oh, for, poor yeah, people. He could have a love life. For a dad that uh, didn't want to get on a plane to go see his daughter's wedding and all that. He sure stayed connected enough to figure out all this stuff, though. Right? Yeah. Weird. So, so while Star Burton was busy maintaining what fe- what feeble relationship with Manson she still had, the former cult leader herself himself was occupying his time with another matter entirely. Oh, I it, thought you were going to say another woman. <laughs> How dare he? <laughs> it, it, it's actually a little creepier than that. Oh, oh no, another no. child. He was making little dolls. Oh. But, but they were like voodoo dolls of people and he was sticking needles in them hoping to injure, injure the lives of the dolls was fashioned after. Said former LA County, County prosecutor Stephen K. Wow. Who helped convict Manson in 1970. He said this main activity was making those dolls. Wow. <laughs> According to the New York That's New so York creepy. Post. Yeah. Level. And then it doesn't doesn't even first of all, 
talk about fucking cultural appropriation don't get me fucking started anyway next because it doesn't that's not even the fucking point of voodoo dolls like i covered it all in our voodoo episode but that's what you're mad about i mean among many other things let's be honest but that's but like you're gonna focus on let's focus on the fact that he's like dating a minor it's creepy but yeah and he's like wishing spells on people that's just creepy yeah (laughs) Well, yeah, but the voodoo dolls—that's probably one of the worst things he's done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's really out of, ev- out of everything he's done. Commit murder, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Oh my that god, that tops that. Yeah. <laughs> Bert Burton's scheme to secure the rights to Manson's remains has hatched together with her friend Craig Hannon. The pair initially tried to directly tried directly to get Manson's approval and to get him to sign a legal document. Journalist Daniel Daniel Simone said Manson eventually realized the relationship was built on fumes. He's finally realized that he's been played for a fool, said Simon, in reference to Manson's revelation. So Manson (laughs) found out that this girl was just trying to make money off of them. Oh. Oh, So he was like, fuck you, little girl. Yeah. I feel like there had to be some kind of motive for her. Yeah. Nonetheless, he decided to keep the carrot of potentially signing the document in front of Burton's face, as there were certain advantages to that. He didn't give them a yes. He didn't give them a no, said Simon, explaining that Burton and Hammond showered him with toiletries and other goods on a unavailable within the confines of the correctional facility he sort of strung them along of course manson didn't even believe that he'd die anyway which resulted in contempt for the preposterous plan on his behalf he feels he will never die said simone simon therefore he feels it's a stupid idea to begin with manson called burton's wedding plans a bunch of garbage that's trash, he said. We're just playing that up for the public Malarkey. consumption. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps Manson wasn't fully aware of how his girlfriend felt, but she was certainly not parading his notion around for a mere laugh. Burton and Hammond wanted to be able to display Manson's corpse in a glass crypt and charge people from all walks of life a fixed sum to take a peek at it. That's disgusting on another level. What the fuck is wrong? Yeah. A lot of things, obviously. I just like, I can't. Oh my God. I, so you pretty... say you, uh, you wouldn't buy a ticket to go? No. You'd have to be... <laughs> How much would you have to, be, have to be paid to go to see that? Uh-uh. I, I don't, a lot? I don't know. I think I'd pay a thousand bucks. Oh, how much would I get? Wow. We started the bar high. <laughs> Who wants to see so, a dead body? So I after, mean, after, after oh, he found out about that, did he? <laughs> after he found out about that, did he make a voodoo doll of her? Yeah, yeah right? good question. <laughs> so, all right, when the rather direct approach of gather of garnering the man's signatures didn't succeed, Burton pushed the marriage plan into high gear as the oh, spouse of what? You're in a watch out. <laughs> mm-hmm. I hear the wedding chapel, or the bells. As the so spouse to the, the chapel, <laughs> and we're gonna, gonna get marry murderer to a prisoner. 
As the spouse of a dead man, of course, she'd be a full legal possession of his remains. That was the thought, at least, and a thought it remained. Manson never consented to the wedding in the first place and never will, Simon, Simon claimed. It's, it's clear whether acquiring the cult leader's body for mere profit was Afton Burton's plan from the get-go. And whether she genuinely didn't did want to marry Manson, regardless, Manson never did marry Afton Burton, nor did he give her permission to display his remains. Charles Manson died behind bars at the age of 83 on November 19, 2017, and as it stands, Burton's own legacy is currently re rele relegated to a footnote on the expansive historic account of her idol. Wow. wow. I wonder what shady shit she's up to today. Yeah, we should look her up. Cause she's did, you, did it come up at um, all for you? Um, I'm on that dating app and I'm seeing her sometime next week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got a, you got a conjugal Which copy? Which you swipe? <laughs> we're, we're shooting for four hours. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's extended time. <laughs> that's extended time. She's, we've been behaving. That's crazy, though. That was a crazy story. Wow. That was good. good but job. so it's interesting that she started out as like loving him for his environmental bullshit, but really the whole time she was just trying to get that motherfucking money. Yeah, but it makes me wonder if she actually really liked him for that, or if she just played this along so well the entire time. I'm yeah. sure she played him played it like the part. You have you, you have, have to. to. I mean, to Maybe be honest, it makes me. I think it's actually better that she was going for money than his love. Does that I was going to say yeah. saggy balls, but yeah. No, I feel like <laughs> it makes me feel like she's more sane of an individual than loving a murderer. Yeah. Is that weird? Yeah. I don't know. No, it's still fucked up, but it's, it's still, not, it, it makes it more less, acceptable, I guess. More understandable, unquote. I guess. Because yeah. I feel like money. No. I was going to say maybe. Go I was going to say, maybe that's why uh, her parents were on board. Maybe her parents, that's, she's mm -hmm. like, hey, you know what? Maybe uh, we can make this a family deal, you know? Like, yeah. yeah, that's what that's where I was going to go with. Do you think the parents had any plans in this? Mm -hmm. Oh, 100%. Especially if the dad was back in it. I think so. I that think makes it even more creepier. Yeah. yeah, it does. Like using your daughter as like a pawn. Yeah, that, that, that's somebody that needs to look into that father then be like, hey, honey. <laughs> I know you're 17, but hey, I'm gonna throw you out to the serial murder. Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, honey, let's what about uh like other avenues of work like <laughs> of going to hear me out. Hear, hear me out. Hear me out. This is what yeah. we're gonna do. <laughs> like, I, I know you want to go to college, but we're 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 gonna go a different route this we're year. We're focused on this plan. <laughs> this could be your college yeah. fund. You just gotta really say your <laughs> like go for it, yeah. and then we'll pay for your college. Oh my god. That's like messing up you're... on a whole other level. Now, before I show you him, he is a little bit older than you. Just a little bit. <laughs> Just a wee bit. Yeah. <laughs> More than three times your age, right? Technically, right? Yeah, do you think a 17-year-old... Well, like more than almost seven times. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Like, uh, to me, I don't, I don't even know if a 17-year-old would come up with that plan by themselves. But maybe I'm underestimating no. what a 17-year-old could do. I'm with you because she probably doesn't even know half of his crimes right like we know it through our parents who are boomers who grew up when he was infamous for helter skelter like my dad used to always say all the time and so i had reference maybe, historical maybe she, references so how the fuck i guess well she's already right, she was so. above her time i don't know about it for my parents 
Oh, you don't? No. Oh, no, I, I do. And then I'll let you find my watch, of course. But, like, yeah. um, never mind. What year was this? Age. You know? Well, she was born 2015. Well, oh, you said 2015, gradu- right? It was, well, no, she graduated in 06 or 07. 06. Okay. 06. Yep. She graduated in 06 and then she moved out to California in 07. I think, oh, yeah. So, so exactly the year we graduated. So, would you call her an entrepreneur? <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean what she pitched out on shark tank <laughs> <laughs> charlie manson's body cryogenically frozen so Excellent. i'm gonna have, uh like prisoner serial killers fall in love with me and then i'm gonna preserve their body what's your margin yeah. I, could, I could just see it. i could just see them here so so what are you here for what do you need from us well i really need a good lawyer to get him to <laughs> sign the paperwork just sign that paper yeah. yep <laughs> my god but 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 hear me out we're gonna have roller coasters we're gonna have (laughs) make it an amusement park oh my god i can see you're pitching it to mr wonderful like hey you do weddings you do weddings (laughs) (laughs) what about funerals (laughs) how big is the market we're talking like what number like what can we talk to (laughs) and who exactly is this audience (laughs) yeah Wow, wow, that was crazy. That was a good story. Yeah, th- I never had heard that. Had you? No. I no. knew he was a creep as fuck, and like young women, you know, flocked toward him. But I didn't know this scam to. Get I kind of liked it because body. I mean, it, it kind of fucked him over in the end. So. No, yeah. I liked it too. I like the yeah. fact she wasn't actually in love with him. Mm-hmm. So it makes her a tiny bit less less shitty. Yeah. Like that was a uh, definitely a long time for a scheme, though yeah 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 they were invested at that point you know like there was no looking back at that point and that's like prime years mm. of your life like you should be like going out and dating and having fun and just hanging out with friends but you're wasting your time on that but you know what it makes sense she's been parents were 10, years. 10 if, years if if she wasn't allowed to see her friends that's daddy controlling her no. I know, but right. We so don't... daddy was involved. I'm saying I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah. That's what that's what makes me think the parents were the ones behind the planning. Yeah. Ten years you wasted. Because like you can't life. hang out with your friends. I don't need you to spoil what our plans are exactly. by telling your other friends. Yep. Hmm. Why well, kind of I'm with you on that. I just can't even imagine. Like, what do you envision for your daughter's future? I mean <laughs> come see my dead husband. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 20 bucks a pop five dollars for you yeah. <laughs> buy one get one free yeah. Wait, friend, refer referral code manson murders yeah fun day tell your friends <laughs> oh my goodness Jesus. good job good though. job guys that was fun Thank so you. who's gonna marry a prisoner me <laughs> If I can get well, a hit, if I can get a hit on this freaking dating app, I'd be there. Right now. Have your business plan ready. Yeah. <laughs> From day one, you got to have it ready. Oh my god! I'm gonna follow her footsteps. I'm gonna start looking into the most famous freaking woman serial killer right now. There we go. We, you could do like a podcast on the side. Okay. <laughs> I just—I mean, I pretty much found out now that I need to find a better lawyer, and that is a good salesman. Yes. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, get that signature right from the get-go. How many yes, times? Right, right at the top. NDAs, <laughs> prenups, all that shit. 
I get your body when you die. God. <laughs> I'm not asking for much. Yeah. I would do anything for love. <laughs> you can have mine. <laughs> wow, that was awesome, though. Yes. That well, was a lot of fun. Good job, too, yeah, on the research. I know it's your first time. I mean, usually you guys just do your questions. So good job on the research. Yeah. We know we put you to work, homework, but... I was, I was gonna say that was way more effort than I, I put into our episode so that was more yeah that was definitely more effort than I think I put into all of our episodes combined yeah, yeah. so you got a little taste of what we do our weekly lives yeah yeah you guys do it weekly we do it once every two weeks and that's gets to be a lot for us I mean it's two hours for us but it's the same you understand yeah oh, yeah you get it because you guys Roddy, have, Roddy, yeah Roddy next time I think we have them on we sit back and they do all the questions. They do all the segments and we just answer. That'd be okay. fun. Okay. Yeah. I'd be down. We can, if you want. Yes. Sweet. Sign us up. I think that'd be a, that'd be a good way to do it. Cause then you, it's just five questions to get to know us a little bit better. And then it would be our topic hour, which whatever we want to talk about, I can talk about anything. All right. There you go. We're guys. That will be in the future. Another collaboration. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. Stick it around. Do not marry prisoner daddy. Yeah, please don't. Don't do it. We'll hook you up with a dating app first. Right. There's other fish yeah. in the sea. A, a, a different dating app, not the prison dating app. It, we'll, we'll get you with, like, the other ones. I don't yeah. even know Gender what to bubble, name. Christians mingle. Don't listen, don't listen to them, people. You do <laughs> what makes you happy. You do what makes you happy. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Always follow your heart, even if it leads you to prison. <laughs> you want to own a dead body? You can own a dead body. You can do it. <laughs> oh, my God. That reminds me of, like, Oprah. Like, you get a car, you get a car. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You, you get a dead body. You get a dead body. <laughs> yeah, that's what it kind of reminds me of. You can have your aha moment with oh. Oprah. <laughs> everybody everybody look under your chair there's one special guest in here <laughs> oh, god. oh god that's a good stuff oh jesus well with that we're gonna say peace out be witches peace. peace out be witches peace out be witches now all right guys welcome back to the stupidest podcast that was the end of that with bewitch banter i hope you guys enjoyed it man that was a lot of fun did you have fun roddy I had a lot of fun, dude. It was it was a lot of fun learning about like the the psyche and learning about the history. the The stories were, I think, they were really good stories. Like I can't believe like a romance could last over ten years in prison, and then like the Manson thing that just blew my mind. Like, yeah, it was it was it was an interesting interesting episode for me yeah i feel like yours would have made a really good movie and mine was just like two twisted people working together <laughs> yeah yeah i mean and they were like trying to deceive each other but they were like also like trying to show that they were in love and it was it was a twisted tale yeah it was good it was fun it was really fun yeah, talking with the girls too man yeah and we like i feel like we really connected like we had some some good back and forth with everybody like with four people it, it's sometimes it's tough but yeah we i think handled it really well yeah i think we gelled really well that was really good mm-hmm. and i'm excited to get th- they want to do another episode so i'm excited for that yeah and we're gonna do a, a little different variety i think that the next time we do it so it's gonna be our style again 
with the stupidest podcast style. But they might be coming up with the questions. Yeah, they're going to do all the work this time. Yeah, so we don't have to do any prep. We just shoot from the hip, go at it. Yeah, I'm excited. That's the way I want to do it. I don't want to have to do any work. Right. I like it. Boom. So, getting to be that time of the night. What time of night are you talking about? We still got our dedication, baby. Oh, yeah. We got to dedicate each episode to a comedian. So we get to, I should say. We don't have to. We give we them the nobody honor. Has we give to, them the honor. We, we're giving them the honor. We want everybody to know that like we obviously love comedy. We want other people to enjoy comedy and get a chance to experience maybe comedy that they've never had a chance to before. Exactly. So who are we dedicating to? Well, the girls dedicated their very first episode to Dave Chappelle, and he actually just did his first producing of a show. And so we're going to dedicate this episode on behalf of the witch banter to Earthquake. Earthquake. He just had a special released on Netflix. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. It is hilarious. I cried laughing. It was one of the best stand-ups I've seen in a while. Yeah, I still actually need to watch this episode um, or that episode that uh, that stand up special because I have only seen Earthquake back in the day. I have not seen his new stuff, so I am very interested in listening to this. I might actually listen to it tonight before I go to bed. Dude, he killed um, it. He killed it yeah. in this stand up special. Where uh, where do they get to watch it? What's that? Where, is it on Netflix? Or yeah, what's it it's on? on. It's on Netflix. Okay, sweet. That's where I'm going to watch it tonight. Then. Yeah. Yeah, go watch it. He's He's been around for years and years. He's been in the comedy scene, and he's just a killer. Like, he was, he's always been somebody really hard to follow because he just murders. Yeah, and if you're able to get somebody like Chappelle to produce your show, you know there's something special about the guy. Chappelle actually talks in the beginning of his special about oh that's cool about him and he goes this is a guy that i when i first came into the scene somebody i looked up to somebody i wanted to be like and man he came through that's awesome that's that's special right there so it's really cool definitely a guy that deserved a special and surprised he doesn't have more because this guy is hilarious so go check out earthquake you'll love him i swear yeah if if you don't then, love if you don't love them you don't like comedy, and you're not yeah. you don't have a taste for comedy. Yep, and uh, you'll obviously we're gonna get a little bit more in depth. So if you guys want to learn more about earthquake, listen to the deep dive. The deep dives are if you want to get to know each of these comedians a little bit better, get into the deep dive. Like those are fun episodes where we just get to get a chance to learn more about each of these comedians that we dedicate to. I know I've been slacking on the deep dives lately for a little bit. I'm going to get back into them. Life just got a little busy for me with winter and cold and sickness and a bunch of other things. But I'm I'm definitely coming back with them. They're, they're not gone. They're coming back full force. Well, pl- yeah. Plus, I mean, you're, you're, you were doing like every every week that we weren't recording this episode. So that's a lot. So I feel like you're going to be able to get caught up, especially since we do this episode every other week. You can definitely get a few more in, get caught up, and we'll uh, definitely have this one. This one's probably not going to come out for a while because we are doing them in order on how we have dedicated. So you might not hear about Earthquake for a while, but again, 
I highly recommend you look into him if you want to learn a little bit more about him. Um, like, like I said, we'll talk a little bit more in depth down the road. Yeah, but definitely a comic that you need to go look up because this guy is hilarious. So, yeah. 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 Go look him up. I mean, go watch his special. Like I said, it's on Netflix right now. Yeah, look him up on YouTube, too, because he's got some stuff. Like I said, I listened to him when I was first watching comedy, and that was in like the probably early 2000s. And he was one of the the first people I listened to. Yeah. Phenomenal, phenomenal stand-up, yep. man. So, yeah, that's about it for the night, man. Awesome. Well, again, if you guys like what you hear, look us up, you know? Yeah, give us a rate. Give us a rating on where you're listening. Uh, add, subscribe. Check us out. We're on Facebook, um, Instagram, Twitter. Where else are we? We have, we have a YouTube you can always email us. If you want to email us, you can just email us at uh, the stupidest podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Go subscribe Ask to our questions. YouTube. We definitely would love to have you guys subscribe to our YouTube. Yep. I know it's not video. We're going to get to video eventually, hopefully someday, one day. It's in the works. Um, But they can always check us out at www.thestupidestpodcast.com. Yeah. There's a third W. It's not just WW. Uh, you let me do it the way I want to do it. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Yeah, you definitely <laughs> got to do it the right way. Or it's not going to work. So www.thestupidestpodcastroddy.com. Boom. Check us out. Go add, subscribe, comment, give us a rating, talk to us. Yeah, Love if you have any you. questions that you want to hear on the podcast, anything you want to know about Vandy, anything you want to know about me, any random question, anything like would you rather questions, if you want to do anything Roddy or Vandy, if you want to do love it or hate it, anything like that, Murder, fuck, message kill. us, let us know. Mary, fuck, kill, yeah, do that one. You can Dude, tell us about yeah. the entertainment you've been listening to. Yeah. Maybe something. Maybe there's something out there that you think we'd like. I want to. I want to get to know... Like what you guys want us to watch. Yeah, we'll definitely give you a shout out too. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. Um, That's about all we got for you guys. Have a good one.